Looks like I'm coming in pretty good. Bear. Bar here. Bear here. Hey there, Bouncy lad. Everybody there. Uses wheel technology to go great speeds and distances with little effort. <laughs> leaving us mortals behind in the dust. <laughs> Alright, let's try. Yeah, it. whatever. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do this shit, All right, man. Let's fucking hit it. Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What's up, gang? We got Donnie here, episode 44 of hey, Point hey, Hammered. The gang's all here. <laughs> Bear's <laughs> here. Bar. Raj. Legend? No. 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 Legend. <laughs> <laughs> so the gang's not all here. <laughs> well. Yeah. The usual the usual assortment your, of yeah. motley characters is here. <laughs> the usual group of misfits. So today, September 29th, 2011... Really? Doing pretty good. It stinks like farts in here. No. Yes, it does. No, <laughs> no snow on the ground yet. Yeah, I know. It's good because <laughs> I still got another, At least another week of snow-free weather <laughs> here in Wisconsin. <laughs> I haven't even had that many frozen windshields yet. Yeah. Well, it's been up in the hobby, boys. <laughs> Bear, you've been gone the longest. You probably have all sorts of new <laughs> projects. <laughs> How many ogres you got done for that new ogre force you're working on, buddy? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is that a nil? There's <laughs> not going to be a new ogre force in the work until I figure, <laughs> until I learn how to use the new book. So about three or four years from now, well, expect a new ogre army. Right. About the time Did the new you, ogre book comes out. <laughs> Did you purchase any models? No. Wow. Nice. No, I'm going to see what I can do with what I have first before I start uh-huh. dropping down. Okay. It's pretty good self-control. Yeah. yeah, probably so, what you have is better than what you were using. So yeah, yeah. You just get more sure. ogres now. Yeah, yeah. Same shit. What day is North Star? November fifth and sixth. Okay, yeah. So the sl- second half of October, I'll be looking to actually start playing some games. I think with my mm-hmm. with the new ogre rules and see how it goes down. All right. When's their When's their final list due date for what North, North, North Star right now? Uh, somewhere there's a the sheet North on this very TV. table that has that info, but... Well, anyway... I might have jerked off on it at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look that up at some point so I know. But yeah, it sounds like basically just doing what I do with ogres, only I'll be to get to fit more into the list is basically kind of the gist of things. Yeah, you can Pretty much. You probably can drop the knoblers because they're shit now. Yeah, now that, I, now that I just painted up an extra 50 this spring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you should rock a 100-man unit. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I'd be interested in is possibly adding a fire belly, but you'd have to make one bear. List deadline is October thirty first. Or just paint flames on one of your current ogre (laughs) bellies. Because that's just what if you want to get something other than gut magic in, you either have to have a you have to have two wizards, two wizards, or you can have a fire belly because there's no requirements that you have another have a butcher Mm -hmm. to take a fire belly. So 
Yeah, but then but you're limited then you to fire, fire magic, so. So, which isn't necessarily that exciting either. Well, so. how often did you find your buffs were essential to your army success? Every time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and in fact, I'm looking forward to this incarnation with the... Because uh, once you cast it, it's on until the next yeah. magic phase, it's and there's on. nothing they can do about but it. But then you're... You also got to roll off for spells. You're limited to... Yeah, so you don't get them all anymore. Yeah. But that fucking Grutsicle is pretty badass with gut magic going off. So you get a plus four for level four. You get a plus two for that sickle. As long as you don't roll snake eyes on a... Whatever, a 2d6, you're fine. So you got plus six... And then if you cast one ogre spell, you get another plus one on top of it. Right. So your next one's you're at like a plus seven <laughs> to the spells. That's pretty. That fucking adds up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, you could do some real fucking bubble shit. I might have to investigate that. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. But anyway, uh, I'm just kind of been plugging along. <laughs> <laughs> just reading, reading the book, you know, checking it out, kind of. <laughs> and I'm not going to have any time to really seriously investigate it until halfway through the month, so the next month, All October. Right. Well, you got a derby ball coming up here? Yeah, in the middle of October. Ooh. Then the season's over for the until like February or so. I, we're going to be at Oktoberfest. Oh, it's the same weekend? Yeah, it's the same weekend <laughs> as Oktoberfest. Speaking of which, I think Oktoberfest lists are due tomorrow. I yeah, think I find it. Yeah. Oh, it's I find it ironic as the only other serious derby slash Warhammer player is holding his tournament <laughs> on the same weekend. <laughs> the <laughs> as a guy who would split a ride with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've given him some shit for that. Like of all the guys to schedule their tournament during, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think he scheduled this thing a long time ago, though. So. Yeah. Well, it always kind of jumps around October, doesn't it? I mean, was yeah. it a lot earlier last Sometimes year? Sometimes it's late September. Sometimes it's early October. Now it's mid October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can hardly be called Oktoberfest, right? Uh, yeah, I do when like is the Oktoberfest party end. This weekend? Well, their Oktoberfest. Right. Uh, Lacrosse's Oktoberfest was last weekend, wasn't yeah. it? So, I don't, that always confused me why Oktoberfest were always seem, in Wisconsin seem to be celebrated in September. September. Probably because it's too cold out in October. Mm. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I think the real Oktoberfest goes for like two weeks or something, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think that starts in September, too. I think so. But it probably ends in October in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Natürlich. All right. Fucking anyways. Well, I've been working on the tournament as well, but Johnny, you've probably been doing more work on it than me lately, so... Yeah, I'm Why about to give fill up us with in, stinks. Check out uh, wapaka.com. That's W A A A G H P A C A dot com. Fucking fancy new site. No exclamation point in there. If we could, we would. But we can't. So it was recognized. URLs don't allow funky ass characters. You have a dash, maybe an underscore. But anyways, so check that out. All the info you need for Wapaka is up on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It'll be getting updated. I update it usually on Mondays and Fridays with the player information. Mm-hmm. Which is growing your by least, the day. Your least busy days at work? Mondays no, those are the Fridays. days I lift weights here at home. So okay, turns out I can't really do that kind of stuff from work. How many participants, Bear? We've got like 43 signed up, 30-ish paid. Okay, cool. The contest is still going as well. Yep. If you want to sign up for the contest for a free trip to Wapaka. To Wapaka. There's, go to the Port Hammered Forum and check out the contest section for how to get in on that. Yep. And 
just to update you fools. Right now, we have 534 bucks and 64 cents. Thank you, PayPal, for about raping us on that. <laughs> and there's about 20 to 30 entries already. Okay, cool. We'll keep it going. Yeah, yeah. The more, more folks sign up, the more folks from far away can sign up. Yeah. <laughs> So get we in. got some people from and all win. over already. Out west, California, Arizona. Yeah, I got two Canadian guys. Canada. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we can handle scroll. boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Isn't that how you started the Ugly Illinois Boys too? Uh, yeah, it's a name for anyone. Yeah. Really. For anyone other than us, because we're the handsome boy boys. <laughs> <laughs> the ugly. <laughs> Nice. All right. I think we could switch up the Illinois boys to the irritable Illinois boys. <laughs> <laughs> the eerie Illinois boys. Other than that, I've been working on some fucking models. I've been painting the Orctonian footnight. Be able to wrap him up in the next day or so here, mm-hmm. probably before this cast goes live. And then I've been working on the bull ogre shaman, who's okay. he's pretty fucking close now. He's mostly yeah. putty. <laughs> okay. Roger's checking him out. He can attest. Yeah, it looks cool. So I've been having a hard time following this. So which you, you going back and forth between bull ogres and like imperial ogres? The imperial ogres. Don't forget been, the bestigors, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I painted two bestigors. So I mean, two different ogre, two armies using ogre rules that you're working on. I think what I'm going to do is the Reichland ogres <laughs> are going to end up being. Either I'll use them as filler in an empire army, like unit fillers, or I'll just sell them as maybe, what's the word, man-eaters or, mm-hmm. I don't know, Dogs of War Ogres maybe you or something. put one in the uh, Wapaka raffle or something. Might I don't know. Interest. We're talking about 60 to 80 hours of conversion <laughs> time per model. <laughs> not too likely. We'll get some fucking bitters going, man. <laughs> They're not going to be painted either at that point. So. Mm-hmm. But I've been working on the Reichland Ogre. The second dude's almost done as well. Got kind of bogged down building a shitty looking drum for him, so I might just scrap it and try something else. So when you have the second one done, it's officially the Riker and Ogres. Yeah, and not no the longer Ogre. Riker Ogre. <laughs> <laughs> I can purchase a new URL. <laughs> Riker and Ogres. <laughs> uh, I'll get some pics of him up when he gets done. He should be done. Yeah, I'd wager he'd be done by next week too. Mm-hmm. Then the Minotaur Shaman. I'll be finishing him up soon because I want to get painting on his ass. Other than that, I got two more Orctonians. Knights mounted, ready to be painted. I'm busting through on the Orctonian BSB. I'm trying to make something cool out of that shitty mounted Orc boss model. Mm-hmm. But it's coming along. Okay. And so really I've been working on four or five different things. Still having a good time, though. I'm not bored with it. So okay. got yeah, some ideas going. ideas going for the Bull Ogre Mornfang calf, which I was discussing with these boys. But we'll wait till I get some shit built before we start talking about that. I think that's about it, dude. What have you been up to, Raj? Well, got another know. army done yet? <laughs> Plugging away on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I worked on two, was the two Warhawk riders for yeah. Core Comp, and then I did the Eagle Rider, which mm-hmm. is based off the Raging Heroes uh, fairy type chick. And since Core Comp, I've been working on some Treekin models, getting oh. ready because I. Pretty much need to have those done for Oktoberfest in about two, two, two and a half weeks here or whatever. Um, because it's a 2,200-point list, so it kind of puts the kibosh on two of the tree men. So i got to fill in <laughs> points. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Um, I see there's a game day this Sunday in Wausau. Are you going to go up to that or no? Sunday? Yeah. Mm, 
Yeah, maybe. I was thinking about it. Uh, Travis never posted the time, but maybe we'll go check that out, bro. We could do our Oktoberfest lists. Yeah. I should have everything based by then, so. So we submit our list Saturday, play Sunday, and then immediately know what we should have yeah, done be fucked for up. our Saturday list. <laughs> I doubt Chad will be double-checking if you bring what you sent. He's <laughs> <laughs> been listening to any podcasts, checking out any shows or movies that have been uh, worthwhile. I finished Dance of Dragons on the old audio book. <laughs> nice. With some... Left you with a couple teasers. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to finish up Clash of Kings. Tonight I just listened to the fucking naval battle for King's, King's Landing. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. That was a really awesome chapter. So. <sighs> the it's whole. Like the only battle that is actually described so far in the series that I've. The battle. Can't think of is any that the battle one. of Blackwater? Yeah. Yep. It's on the Blackwater. For King's Ships Landing, coming in and Stannis is trying to yeah, sack the city. The hounds yeah, are nuts because all the fire. Yeah. yeah, you just might as well skip Feast for Crows. <laughs> yeah, Dance of Dragons seemed a lot better. Yeah, it's like the like Feast for Crows. This is really kind of a letdown after the first three home runs there, the first three books. <laughs> well, you could still call it an inside the park homer. <laughs> the issue was in Feast of Crows. He's focused on characters that are probably the more least popular characters. That's, that's one of the problems with cutting your books, you know, the POVs, you know, like in half between two books, you know. Yeah. Like You're going to get that. Top two is like Tyrion and Jon Snow. And then Daenerys. Like Daenerys is, is always interesting because... I like fucking Davos, man. <laughs> well, he's a, he's not even in yeah. the East. He's in Dance of Dragons. And then with Dance of Dragons 2... He's going to all these new locations where no one's ever been before. Uh, and you got to hear about all the cool background and the fluff and the history of everything. And at so least he's bringing familiar characters yeah, to, to like do it. Before the gets to the end, like every single like town and castle on his map, like somebody's going to have been to it and it's going to have been described to you. And there's going to be some really interesting, peculiar history about it. Yeah, that he came up with. So he's building the yeah. goddamn world. Yeah, Feast is always just, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know, it just, it's there because it has to be there more than, you know. Who's the character focus in Feast of Crows, do you remember? Samwell. Cersei. Samwell. Samwell. Arya. Jamie. Arya's pretty interesting. Arya's the most chapters out of everyone. Jamie. Brienne. Brienne. The beauty. <laughs> You're working your way up. You might want to pick up Feast of Crows and Dance of Dragons simultaneously. <laughs> and, like alternate chapters between them. <laughs> yeah, oh, try, yeah. yeah, try to break good. it down. See, there's probably, you could probably find a forum somewhere that can break you down on the sequential, timeline. the timeline between the two. Because, yeah, uh, Dance of Dragons, the first two thirds is all the other characters, and then the last third, the use. They've actually progressed. The, yeah. They've progressed they the timeline. People's got their ups, and they've got their downs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope it takes less than a decade for the next book. Once he realized how super popular they were, then all of a sudden... Got nervous. Got what nervous. What do you know about pressure? <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, fucking rewatching Breaking Bad. I'm on season two for that. It's fucking awesome. It's even great the second time around, so... Mm-hmm. I've never seen that show. I've always been kind of intrigued by it, but it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's on Netflix. Friends. Yeah. I also been watching Six Feet Under as well. Watching that the second time through. Ginger hasn't seen either of them, so been going through. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I like Breaking Bad better, but they're both solid. What about the old uh, Kevin Smith podcast? Still jamming on those? Uh, yeah. 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 
It's good old Jane Silent Bob. Jane Silent Bob, good old. Pretty yeah. funny. I've been fucking just cracking up to the Corolla cast. <laughs> I was listening to one today. He had this little person on there, this dude. So Corolla brings him on just to ask him the real hard-hitting questions about, like, banging normal-sized chicks. <laughs> <laughs> the dude was talking about this one time he banged this, like, 350-pound woman. Nice. <laughs> and he's like, he said it, it was weird because when he was on top of her, his arms didn't touch the bed on either side of her. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's a fucking great podcast. News and rumors. We have news there and rumors. Is news, actually. Well, I got wallpacker.com on the list, but we already right. talked about that. <laughs> no, the next book is VC. How do you know that? The shit just broke. Where? On the internet, fool. Internet don't <laughs> lie. <laughs> You're not making this one up, are you? No, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're cutting that out. I'm gonna keep on it. No, it's going to be plastic, black knights, and then some kind of, you know, like the terrorgeist and shit. Obviously, yeah. that's going to be in there with yeah, some sure. tweak of the rules. And then the other rumor is some kind of ogre-sized ghouls or flesh golems or some kind of zombie-type yeah. creatures on a 40 mil. Just straight-up ogre zombies, dude. Ogre oh, zombies, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah. So that's cool. December. I didn't know that. I don't think it's December, maybe January or. Ah, probably before March. Christmas, dude. Yeah, it might. I bet you. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, shit out. That's the way to do it. That's where they make all the goddamn money. But then the other rumor is after actually that, it's Empire. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Time for some right and religious <laughs> motivation. So no, that's right before Christmas is when they want to kick out a Space Marines book. Yeah, well, I probably want to do both for between. what you will. But that's what the internet speaketh most recently. All right. Well, anybody can find that shit on the forum. So. Mm-hmm. Fuck news and rumors, So am dude. I sitting in front of a giant eBay pile here or something? Yeah, but it's a lot smaller since I took every model that I had to sell down to the fucking core comp and started... <laughs> I walked out of there with like a 150 bucks, the shit that I sold. Uh, maybe I'll do that for Northstar. It's a pretty yeah. good idea. You're going to fucking hook a brother up with Knoblars or what, bro? Or he's got to remind me. I've been reminding you for like six fucking months. <laughs> yeah, but the last time was like six fucking weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought a box when I was in Chicago. Not bought, but used some of the winnings I had. Not to, not to, not to give away the rest of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up a box of new ones, but I figured I would only buy one. This is just to have something to play with while I fucking harassed the bear enough to finally give me the shit he said he's got. <laughs> Let's take a break. All right, taking a break. Break. I want to talk Break. to the bear about Boners. Sir Robert Strong.
Come on, guys. All right, we back. Which is back. back. Next on the list, talking about upcoming events. Like we said, we got Oktoberfest coming up October 15th. That's in Lacrosse. That's a three gamer, only one day. Yeah. Somehow, I got to play Warhammer tomorrow. <laughs> the anniversary. <laughs> like me. No shots this time. We go to Lacrosse, Swear. buddy. Swear. There won't be no shots. I don't care who fucking died and who's fucking family this time. I'm not taking any shots. <laughs> On my honor is a Lannister. <laughs> so, As Tyrion's, one of Tyrion's favorite quotes: yeah. uh, "Everything's better with wine in the belly." <laughs> fucking, we haven't seen any of the Minnesota boys. For just quite a, a while. yeah. Been doing the fucking Illinois tournament scene. <laughs> just uh, so everybody knows, I've lined up a couple extra rule judges for Wapaka. It just so happens one of them is Mr. Chad Hansen. Yeah, that's what I heard. He's not going to play? Nope. What the fuck, man? So anybody who's looking to grease some palms or give some blowjobs out to get some fla- special favors for <laughs> Wapaka, now you know. <laughs> the other one is Mr. Uh, his his handle's Pichard. Yeah. Pichard uh, turn him Wagner. Turn Okay. Is that Paul Wagner? Paul Wagner, Paul that's Wagner. right. Yeah. Okay. So those are the two two boners we got. <laughs> we got lined up. Lined up to We're keep all various, the other boners in line. What is tasks and hazings for them? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of... Uh, I'll leave that up to you guys to decide. <laughs> <laughs> what are you offering these guys to do this work for you, Burr? Well, I get to stay in a stay in, uh, at the hotel for free. In our room? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have like 18 people in there. No, <laughs> no it's going to be uh, those two, the women. Dinner and then probably a drunk Raj on Saturday night was like what I figured because you always end up going home anyway. So eh, maybe this year I'm finally old and mature enough <laughs> to recognize that I should probably stay. So all right, well, that's cool. Well, if it seems like it, you know, to be fair to our contest winner, if it seems like it's going to be too disgusting to stay in that room that night, maybe I'll offer my place to him. So, <laughs> so you can be harassed by. The half dozen, half dozen Nice. I keep yelling at this cat, but it, it's not getting scared. <laughs> 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 All right, we got uh, Cody sent us a fucking email. Dropping the bomb on the Mary May. Talking about the Mary Mayhem. We got December 3rd, 2011. Okay. Garen goddamn to you, the day that a giant blizzard strikes. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the weekend a giant blizzard strikes. 2,000 points. This is a one-dayer in Madison. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be on board for this because we always is. 2,000 points? 2,000 points, bro. Is that what it was last time? I believe it's always been a little bit smaller. Okay. Yeah, he likes to. He's discovered he gets a, he gets some, uh, some better attendance when he has the same points values as Wapaka. Oh, he does. Then it becomes kind of a a primer primer for Wapaka. Okay, nice. He's doing the Toys for Tots charity raffle again. Mm-hmm. Um, what else does he say? There's a War Machine and a fantasy tournament going on the same day. Brat lunch included. HPBs will receive their brats anally. <laughs> it's the only way we'll take them. <laughs> Got official sponsors of this shit. Chessex, G-Dub, Privateer Press, and Battlefoam. Okay, cool. Uh, the Perfect Tree scenario will be back this year using Fortitude to determine the winner. Okay. The other two scenarios will be new. And hopefully play tested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should so rate it, dog. <laughs> Thanks for that, Conzie. <laughs> Give you a little shout out if we remember. We'll do it again as as time goes on. <laughs> if we don't, shit ain't gonna happen. 
What do we got? We got some shit from Robert Elmer talking about his North Star Primer. I believe that's called the Pioneer, the Platteville Pioneer Tournament. Okay. It ain't on our forum, but you can find it on WWHF Bizzle. Mm-hmm. It's another 2,000 pointer. Up ground. You, for real? <laughs> yeah, well, you go out there three and semesters. fucking bang some ladies that you used uh, to bang. <laughs> Maybe if you're fun. lucky, they put on a couple a couple hundred pounds since the last time. <laughs> well, if they did that, they probably wouldn't be alive anymore. <laughs> yeah, type 5 diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <Nice>. Diabetes. <laughs> what else do we got? I think that's North it for Star is North Star. Six. Yeah, November 5th and 6th. That's 2,400 points, or is that 2,000? 2,200. It's 2,200. And it has some interesting restrictions. Yeah, that's a good point. I should read that shit. People say they're ETC-style restrictions. Yeah. Where they cap units at 30, stuff like that. I think they're capped at 40. That's funny. Yeah, lookout surge and certain spells and stuff like that. (laughs) That's funny. It seems to me capping at 40 only really hurts horde armies. It doesn't hurt beastmen because I don't really have that. It wouldn't really hurt my dwarves. But if I was playing Skaven or Gabos... I wonder if they've got some older Well, yeah, they came up with those rules like... A year ago, a long time ago, DTC did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard well, some complaints about that on Star Site right. for a while, so people have had a chance to look at them. But I don't know. I think playing in a ton of tournaments since then, I don't, most of them are, are unnecessary in my book. I think the more but, important restrictions are like double rares, because that kind of shit gets over the top. Triple tree man, triple tree man, <laughs> fucking <laughs> double hell cannon, double a bomb. Double Hydra. You saw that shit all over core comp. Which I don't think you have to actually change the rules of the list. You can just make sure that's in your comp score or whatever for the matchups. Sure. Just match it in kind. Yeah, I suppose so. You can set the, the rankings up that way. but And they do that anyways. So On day one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyways, like we said, November 5th and 6th, 2,200 points. We got some restrictions and shit. We'll definitely be out that one, too. Minnesota. Anybody's out in the fucking Minneapolis-St. Paul area, pop on in and buy us a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. Roger will probably be uh, giving out BJ's once he gets beer buzz on. So roll the barrel in. It's in your best interest to get him drunk. <laughs> Just going to be bringing the sheep. <laughs> the BJ Rolling sheep. Rolling the barrel. <laughs> we'll have a barrel of fun. Is <laughs> <laughs> that song old and meeting? <laughs> We should fucking re-sing it with every time they say barrel, you just plug in BJ. <laughs> in the BJ barrel. We'll have a BJ barrel of fun. <laughs> How's the handsome point boy standard coming along, Bear? Yeah, what's up with that, Burr? That's one of those other projects that's wait until after mid-October. I was going to contact my printmaking pal in the Twin Cities and see just how big of a screen he can print. <laughs> Yeah, so it's to break it into segments, bro. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard some talk about the Sex and the Noy Boy banner. <laughs> I don't know if it was just jesting or what, but <laughs> they dragged uh, Winger into the Sexy Illinois Boys, too, now, sounds okay. like. I know the Twisted Troop is working on a banner as well. Uh-oh. Who's going to have the best banner? The best banner competition. The best banner competition is truly the second best banner competition because <laughs> the HPB banner is up. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how a lot of stuff goes at Wapak. Yeah. You know, yeah. set. <laughs> it's great because you can claim you're the best of everything. <laughs> no one can argue about losing <laughs> etiquette points. <laughs> best general always is actually always the Raj. Naturally. <laughs> so, best painted army is actually always Johnny. <laughs> These prizes are really for the second best. <laughs> legend, legend is always the best sportsman. Forever. Let's talk about contests. So we got a couple more contest entries into this fucking cranky lawyer and Topher contest. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. when this one's supposed to wrap up. Romer, he sent in fucking two entries. One, Bob Dole. You should replace Topher. Bob Dole. Bob Dole is experienced with public speaking. He has more of a sense of humor than Topher does. The bad puns are more of a speaking style and referring to Bob Dole in the third person. Bob Dole also comes with two sponsors, Viagra, ever needed for some of you boners out there, and Pepsi, for all you whippersnappers. <laughs> Would provide prize support for contests and events should the Garage Hammer Show put on a tournament. Bob Dole became a hero, a hero decades ago, so Bob Dole is better than Topher's rank-and-file status already. <laughs> Bob Dole also has a pen in hand at all times, making filling out results sheets at tournaments much easier. Plus, Bob Dole will not be able to wield all right, a Vuvuzela with a pen in hand. What's Bob Dole also fought Nazis. Real Nazis. This makes Bob Dole amazingly awesome, unlike Topher, who is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like a Chuck Norris argument there. <laughs> it means he could have killed some of my relatives. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, we got one other from Robert recommending Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. Think about it. Who better to motivate you? Then your senior drill instructor, he has a lot of good lines, and if people with his style of commentary are amazing painters, as the Point Boys would seem to suggest, we'll have even more damn good-looking armies running around. His cadences are also far more musically talented than Topher's singing. I'll second that one. <laughs> you smell that, Bear? <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> He'd also have a war face. I can hear him interviewing a player now. What's your name, fat body? <laughs> sir Leonard Lawrence, sir. <laughs> Lawrence! Lawrence what? Of Bretonia? Sir, no, sir. That name sounds like royalty. Are you royalty? <laughs> sir, no, sir. Do you suck dicks? <laughs> sir, no, sir. Bullshit! I bet you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Not that bad. guy would be pretty fucking entertaining to have on there because he'd be fucking yelling at everybody not taking any mm. bullshit. Ah, Domus has recommended Yoda. <laughs> Yoda, fuck with him, you do not. <laughs> Dave from Scotland says, I recommend they should get the bear to replace him. <laughs> Reason being, he's not currently affiliated with any podcasts. <laughs> Come back, bear. The Derby doesn't love you like your adoring geek fans do. <laughs> he's a tactical champion in that crowd. <laughs> Crushing all with his mighty ogres. <laughs> Even they can beat up on summon zombies. I reckon he'd probably throttle Dave for excessive enthusiasm. <laughs> so, Bear, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just plugging away at the ogres. <laughs> oh, yeah? Wow. Well, I've got this and that and the other and 50 million games and really enjoyed this. Then brought loads about this army. And then I... Can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Must be where the bear jumps him. <laughs> and then Garage Hammer doesn't require a painted army, so Bear could actually get some games <laughs> with his demons. <laughs> but I'd miss the stun sounds as an obvious rolling of eyes. 
You never did buy him that bell. <laughs> For when you guys just shock him into silence. <laughs> the disapproves collar. <laughs> nice. We'll have to work on that. Yeah. That was actually a pretty good I think that one's my favorite one yet. Dave from Scotland. Fuck, two thumbs up. So Grosnick Gorgut had an answer and then changed it. He says, after... <laughs> All right, I have to change my answer. After witnessing the awesome power of a certain website, I have to say that Chris should not be replaced by one host, but by three, Feathers, Cadillac, and Tom Cruise. <laughs> hey. <laughs> a gay boy wish for a garage full of unicorns. Garage unicorn, unicorn garage. <laughs> feathers. Ooh, Cadillac and Tom Cruise. Ooh, garage unicorn, hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty solid, too. These fuckers are getting a lot more creative than they used to. <laughs> Took everyone a month, though, to figure out what the fuck the contest was about, though. Yeah. For the... Bear's still not sure. I'm still not sure. <laughs> I don't know when that's wrapping up, but I think Cranky be wrapping that up soon. Cranky B. Bear, what's huh. up on our t-shirts, bro? I have, they're supposed to be done this week, but I haven't heard anything from them yet. Right. So all you fuckers are I paid. I call tomorrow. I got what the fuck's going on? I got seven or eight orders for paid shirts waiting to be filled. So when the bear delivers those shirts, I'll take them to the post office. We already talked about the wah pack a contest. Mm-hmm. We'll reiterate: five hundred thirty-four bucks of free travel money to wah pack them. Who put two and a half entries in? Uh, Josh Young has paid for half an entry. So <laughs> I'm not sure what that gets somebody paid for it, so I put it on there. <laughs> this is why you can't fucking do anything. <laughs> some fucking guy comes along and does some shit like that. <laughs> well, I thought it was kind of funny when I saw it. So. Yeah, got a couple, couple people just trying to sneak in and get the tournament point. A la yeah. John Stence and Dennis Gunia here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said we're gonna have some extra shirts. So now that you're gonna see everybody wearing these cool fucking shirts around, you might want to get one of your own. We'll have a couple extra of each size. So mm-hmm. check out the web page. Shoot us yep. an email. Yep. Hook that shit up. <laughs> I'm gonna send McClure a free shirt for letting us stay at his place. Oh, cool. I think the next the next run we're gonna have to either change the color or change like the back design or something. So yeah, this will be the last round of these shirts. Probably have the same point hammered logo, but yeah, on the front, yeah, and then just something different on the back, which might sell more of them. Cause like, I'm a real fan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't one of the rough ideas a uh, mysterious cock chart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just a, two, a, a dice with a six side ups, like. Good Lord, no, the Wildwood. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a one. Woo! <laughs> a normal penis. Normal wood. <laughs> if you want to send us some shit, pointhammered at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Pointhammer.com. You can see our gear on there. Get our forum on there. You magnificentbastards.com for our blog. Blog is going strong. Yeah. Well. Been a lot of it's fucking good. action there. I've been enjoying it, Positive. too. Positive. <laughs> Positive words at the tournament. Yeah, sure. 
I'm starting to get quite a few submissions for Ask the Bastards and the quick tips and stuff. So. Yeah. Did you guys see that hilarious picture I put on the forum about the pig with the shit the on his nuts? nuts. <laughs> Isn't that disturbing? <laughs> this shit is nuts, bro. Yeah, this yeah. shit is nuts. I encourage everybody to go on the Point Hammered forum in the contest section for the Wapaka trip. Look on page two, <laughs> first post. <laughs> That's so disgusting. This shit is nuts. <laughs> I giggle about this picture at work all the time when this picture isn't even around. It's so disturbing and hilarious. It makes me feel a little sick every time I look at it. <laughs> Maybe that'd be a nice episode cover. This <laughs> shit on a nutsack. All right, anyway. Speaking of nutsacks, you see I changed my Avatar. Yeah, Bear's got a boss. Got a Tom McClure original <laughs> banner <laughs> avatar. <laughs> Does the bear fucking care? Not tonight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You lazy son of a bitch. No, I do have an interesting little story though. Okay, All right. Turns out, so I've been crediting Chris M all this time with this. Uh, <laughs> With this, this question uh, you never seem to get to. Turns out uh, it never was him that said it. <laughs> I checked it once. It was a glimpse of the void on the forum. Uh, there, the void. Yeah. Question. So I told Chris he's got to he's got to give me a question so I can ignore it for at least three or four months. You know. <laughs> so you don't care to get the glimpse of the void's question here? Uh, not tonight. Not so much. Not tonight. It's just, right. it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have anything to do with gaming and and relationships. It's just pure. What is the question? Maybe we could answer it. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to log it's on to give really you to, to give you the exact question. Yeah. But the gist of it is he's complaining because his new lady friend likes to use her teeth when she orally pleasures him. Uh, and I'm like, that sounds like good material to work with. But where's the warhammer come come into play? Well, what if she was in a barrel and he was sticking his dong into the <laughs> barrel and using teeth? You would have plenty to say then. If she was sticking, if he was sticking his penis into a barrel, we all know it'd be Raj in the barrel, and Raj knows better than to use his teeth. So. I think you need to broaden your horizons, Bear. If this just gets off the the hook. You could be the next Dan Savage. Yeah, you could be fucking doing this for a living. You say you don't want to be roofing, bro. It's gonna be your fucking out. You have to be on a roof in the fucking. 20 below with the wind whipping through your shit. <laughs> Be helping people with the BJ problem. <laughs> you just come into the bedroom with him, show her how it's done properly. Listen, <laughs> 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 honey, this is how it's done. Okay, you got to. Nice. All right. Anyways. Just plugging along. <laughs> plugging away on my BJs. <laughs> Twenty more to do for the next tournament. <laughs> All right. Bear's been getting a lot of best sportsmanship awards lately. The clue is starting to get pissed. <laughs> All right. Let's fucking move on. Do we got a nug? There is. No nug. No nug. We're up. Man, we're in the busy season at work. <laughs> Which is where all the nugs are created. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the same boat. They're all birthed in the bathroom <laughs> at work. Birthed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So you both, you cocksuckers, are a real bunch of fucking letdowns. Well, I mean, I thought there's going to probably be like 10 battle reports or something going on. Well, tonight. there's fitting to be. Yeah, there will be, yeah. Well, can we just skip and record the end now and then I can just leave? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we can do that, dude. As soon as I get done shitting my pants here. <laughs> I do want you to hang out long enough to smell that, though. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's pretty bad. All right. Fuck it then. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That one's thick enough to choke a... <laughs> thick enough to choke a bear. <laughs> oh, wow. You want to record your good night then? <laughs> no, what? Suck my balls. <laughs> All right. Bear's out. He's done. I'm going to plug just plug my way home. <laughs> Bug it away. Ooh, nice. Yeah, fucking... take a recording break here. Yeah, we'll take a break. See the bear off. Boners. Because we back bars out. He don't want to sit here and listen to this shit about core comp. That's for damn sure. He doesn't want to hear about Warhammer. Warhammer. All right. So we fucking rocked out. We had a real fucking podcast fail when I didn't bring the plug for the mixer. Yeah. So that's on me. But what you miss out on is an hour of fucking junked bullshit anyways. <laughs> so we rocked down there Friday after work. About 4 p.m. It's like a... And it took us about five hours <laughs> yeah. to get to the house where we were staying. 
So it was, there was quite a, a half fucking a, haul. There's an hour backtrack. Yeah. <laughs> quite a fucking haul. Checked out the bunker and then headed over to McClure's Warhammer fraternity house. <laughs> so his brother was out of town and his house is very... Letting us stay there, and it's very sparsely furnished. Yeah, there's like a bed and a table in this big two-story house. <laughs> yeah. There's like two tables. One's a card table. <laughs> it looks like a guy bought a house and is about to move into it. Yeah. But it just stayed that way for like a couple <laughs> years. A couple years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah. Mattresses all over. Big shout out to Tom McClure for letting us stay there. With the hookup, yeah. Yeah. It was a fucking awesome time. Way to just hang out and party. Everybody could drink as much as they wanted, not have to worry. Mm-hmm. So, who Come all on. was there? John Wenger, Robert Elmer, Joe Flesh. Joe Flesh. McClure, Tupper. Uh, Big John. Big John. You, myself. And then on Friday, Alex, his girlfriend, and Benaric were all Benaric popped out. in, yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool just to hang out, drink beers, talk about shit, eat some fucking delicious fucking, fucking pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago pizza. Uh-huh. A number one. Well, it's about half hour away from the bunker. Yeah. But the tourney started, I don't know how. It seemed like it got done early enough. I don't know. Yeah. Because the gameplay didn't start till 11. Yeah, but, but it you know, got it's done. It's only half was... hour difference from a reg- you know. A right. normal tourney kicks off at like 10.30 or so. It was a pretty tightly run ship. Everything went on time. Mm-hmm. Alex didn't take any bullshit, so mm-hmm. uh, props to that. Okay. Who's your first round opponent, buddy? Round one, I played Mr. Grant Fetter. Well, well, <laughs> well. I do have a whole stack of fluff pages oh, excellent. from unwary opponents who gave me... Their fluff sheets. <laughs> so we might have some fun with that in the future. Yeah, I'll have to work that in. Our story hours seem to go over pretty well, so... Mm-hmm. Fetter was playing Warriors of Chaos. Nice. <laughs> Riders just fucking sawed some lumber. <laughs> sawed right through my chair. Sorcerer of Zinch on a disc. He had a BSB, a Chaos Sorcerer with the third eye. 23 Warriors of Zinch with a champ and a Banner of Rage. 23 Warriors of Corn. A.K.A. Corn Holers with the Banner of Eternal Flame, five Marauder Horsemen of Slanesh, a unit of 37 Marauders on foot, and two fucking fancy-ass Hell Cannons. Mm-hmm. So, so what was your plan going into this one? Plan was, well, he set up along the back edge, so... I didn't know what the fuck to do other than just run in there, try and cut him up, <laughs> and, you know, try and get some augments and some hexes working for me. <clears throat> Okay. So he's up on the back edge. He put his big-ass horde of marauders into a building, and on the inside, I smiled when he did that <laughs> because that meant I never would have to deal with them. Uh, there was a building in his back left corner, um, so we popped those guys in there. And then his other two dudes, his other two big blocks were set up pretty much in the center on the back edge, and there was a hell cannon on each end of them, and then the marauder horse were just off on the other flank running about. Show... I just fucking full steam ahead. Operation Grill. Turn one, awesome moved ball. everybody up. Turn two, Mr. Fetter got rather unlucky. Two Hell Cannons took two re-rollable Leadership 9 Rampage tests. So he failed four Leadership 9 tests <laughs> in a row. And his two Hell Cannons rampaged and just rushed forward. Mm. And by then, I was in a pretty decent spot to charge him. So the Minotaur charged one. The Gore fell short of the other. Um, but then the next turn ended up getting charged by it. 
Okay. So the Minotaur munched. How did they? It's toughness six, I think. Minotaur did all right. They were able to put a couple wounds on it and win the combat every time. So it was six Minotaur with a banner. So they just kept racking up more attacks. The Gore, they were fucking stuck in there with it until the best of Gore chased off the Marauder Horsemen and then flanked the Hell Cannon to finally take care of it. But okay. this game... Chaos Warrior units doing? The fucking... The Chaos Warriors were just sitting along the back edge. <laughs> Watching um, the shit go The Minotaur had racked up so many attacks that the Cornholers were afraid to come in on them. <laughs> so... Fortunately for me, I finished off the Hellcan and the Minotaur were fighting on his turn, so I took a combat reform towards the flank of the Zinch Warrior block. Mm-hmm. And on my turn, I sent the chari- one of my chariots and the Minotaur into the flank, so the chariot hit the front. Um, and then I got a couple augments off, literally like two or three augments and hexes off on that combat. Mm-hmm. So when it finally came time to attack, I slew 19... <laughs> well, those guys. <laughs> I believe his battle standard was in there as well. So it just came down to the battle standard who broke. Um, and then the Minotaur took a combat reform. And then they were lined up on the Cornholers, mm-hmm. who... I don't know why they didn't come in, but they didn't. I think because he was afraid they had, like, eight attacks each in the front row now. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I eventually, in my turn, I fucking charge him into the cornholers. Mm-hmm. Got some more hex and augment spells off. This time was just the minotaur in the front. Killed fourteen of them. <laughs> oh, nice. Broke them. And that was it for that. And by then, the bestigore had mopped up the other hell cannon with the gore, and they were kind of coming around. Marauders never came out of the building. Mm-hmm. I did pretty fucking good this game. So it sounds like the minos really paid off here. It's the first time the oh, Minotaur yeah. <laughs> have ever done anything, and it was friggin' phenomenal. They uh, they were the MVPs of the game. This is one of those games where everything goes your way. <laughs> so I'll have another one of those in round five. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I won pretty good against Mr. Grant Fetter. Okay. So, yeah. How, how'd your uh, round one go? I was up against... Mr. Jeff Tupps. Tupper. Tupper. And he was running a Skaven list. Yeah. And pretty atypical, I would say. He had unit of clannies, um, two units of night runners, a unit of storm vermin, I think, with his, and he had to put his BSB in there later, or maybe they were there to start with. Yeah. He had uh, five rat ogres with a bone breaker, Skaven warlord on there, with uh, warlock, uh, Warp augmented weapon or whatever it is. So, yeah. So that model has 10 strength, 5 attacks. <laughs> so it's pretty decent. Are they magical? Uh, his are. Yeah. So, <laughs> And then he had a unit of 8 rat ogres with the special character, the master molder, that gives him mutations. Sure. So he rolled a plus 1 attack, which is actually the worst probably one to get. Because they could get regen, or they could get, I believe, it's hatred. Yeah. So that would probably work better with their 25 attacks. <laughs> but he had an A-bomb, and then some Gisales, and a rattling gun in there. As well. Yeah. So this one, and I guess my deployment, just so I don't have to reiterate in every game, but I basically put uh, three dryads down first, left, right, center, and then I put the Warhawks 
in between one and then the wild riders in between yeah the other one and then by that point i kind of know which side they're going to go for for, for <coughs> with their blocks sure so i was able to deploy far away from the eight rat ogre unit <laughs> special character so i always kind of anchor up one side and then the three tree men kind of run interference and try to stop anyone from ever hitting the clay guard so that's how I set up in this game, and I kind of had a building as well to work with when the Glaygard ended up going there. But the first turn, the I moved the Wild Riders into a wood with their Vanguard move, <laughs> and so they're across from the Gisele, so I could do a turn one charge, assuming he got the first turn. Yeah. Of course. But So they'd be in the woods, minus one to hit, and everything worked fine. And... This game, the forest played a big role. Because they ended up being a blood forest, and you end up getting a warp lightning off on them. And so I think he killed three or four. There was like one or two left. Yeah. And look, looking down, I'm like, okay, so Jeff obviously did not remember this was a blood forest. So I could have just kept playing, <laughs> secretly not done anything, but I'm like, well, I'll take the hits. And this is probably where I get, I've gained some karma for the weekend. Because <laughs> the blood forest did indeed kill my wild riders, ended up Ooh. scattering onto the into the building. <laughs> like the forest moved over to where the building was. Yeah. So then I had Glade Guard in there, and later on they got hit by some warp lightning and then did an extra D6 swing four, and then the, <laughs> the woods finally took off towards the back line. So the Wild Riders are gone first turn. I declare charge on the Gisales with the Warhawk Riders. I need sevens. He needs sevens to hit with his guys. He stands and shoots. He only has five. Yeah. There's two wounds. I fail. Leadership nine. Panic check. And they're running. <laughs> All right, well... All right, this isn't going so well. <laughs> but on his side, as it turns out, there's a large forest in front of the eight-man rat ogre unit. He was just going to plow through. Yeah. And it ended up being a fungus forest. <laughs> and so he yeah. ended up getting drawn in there between my baiting his unit with dryads just being within double six charge range because they're frenzied. Yeah. And he's only leadership eight, so even with a reroll, he's likely to fail. But that kind of held up his whole battle line because he didn't want to move through the forest until he could get all the way through. But I ended up getting my eagle there, and he kept failing his march checks. <laughs> so he failed the march check the first turn. He kind of waited. Then he fails a, a charge restraint, so he goes D6s into the woods. He fails. <laughs> By this point, he's moved on with the rest of his army. Yeah. Like abandoned these guys. <laughs> And fails a stupidity check, then trundles forward. <laughs> so this ends up being his only unit alive towards the end of the game. Because <laughs> they kind of pop out turn four. Yeah. And I kind of give them some dryads to play with. But then when they reform the phase, everything else has been dealt with. Because the A-bomb, this is the first A-bomb I fought in the weekend. Fucking Glade Guard, Flame and Arrows, and a Strangle Root dropped it. Nice. And then his Rat Ogre Bone Breaker, <laughs> I got the Ancient in there. Because that model would whoop up on a regular Tree Man pretty good. But in the challenge, you need sixes to hit. End up killing the the Warlord. End up breaking the Rat Ogres. <laughs> End up getting another Tree Man in with the Storm Vermin. Killing the BSB. Um... I did shoot up the Gisales, the Night Runners, and I'm getting taken care of as well. <laughs> so overall, yeah, it was victory. Nice. And I don't think I didn't get the max points. I got one less than max. To get max, you had to stop them from having a unit in your deployment zone. Right. So he got that big rat ogre block in my deployment zone. So I got one less 
than the max. Yeah, there's also a point for enemy general being dead or having fled. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fuck. Regan. All right, game fucking deuce. Okay. This scenario. This was a fortitude scenario. However, if you hit your breaking point, it was just worth uh, battle points. Mm-hmm. It wasn't worth the end of the game. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I played against Joe Flesh. Okay. Of Wacast fame, he brought the old, he brought dwarves with an anvil of doom. An anvil of doom. And other net, he had a thane. Two units of ten thunders. Unit of ten corollers. Two units of twenty warriors. Twenty hammers. Twenty miners. Twenty five slayers. And a cannon mm-hmm. with some fucking magic on it. So this is basically a seventh edition dwarf list. Seventh edition dwarf list. I felt pretty good going into it because I generally have done all right against dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, so unlike my first game, <laughs> this game. Everything fucking that could go bad went bad. So he deployed on his back edge, as my opponents typically do. <laughs> and then, um, so I, you know, just run my shit forward, figuring that Slayers would be a good matchup for the Minos. And the Gore just going to run up the middle and get in with whoever they could. Uh, best the Gore were getting fucked with by the Anvil, so they were half move. Pretty much the whole time they're moving forward there. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't get you very far, friend. Yeah, so the Minotaur end up slamming into the Slayers. And they went two or three really good rounds where they're killing like six to nine dudes. And I think I had them down to like six Slayers or so. Um, and then on the same turn that the... On the on the turn that the Gore charged in on the Hammerers came around. I think it was like my turn. Probably three, maybe four. Um... And then at that point, I'm a magic phase, broad snake eyes, so I end up with like four casting dice, mm-hmm. thanks to the Shard of the Hearthstone, and really didn't have any options there. But that, I mean, it's not a big deal against dwarves, because I can usually hold my own well enough. Mm-hmm. So the fucking Minotaur flubbed their attacks, they end up killing like two Slayers, literally two, and then Slayers bring a fucking thumping back on them, Minotaur break, get caught, dead. <laughs> the gore... Had run into the hammerers, feeling pretty good about this because I had a fuck ton of attacks Strength. with rerolls. Strength four with rerolls. When all the dust had cleared, two wounds, <laughs> one of which he saved. And then the hammerers brought some fucking pain back, thumped me for like eight or nine dudes. Gore's broke, dead, <laughs> caught. So there goes the BSB, the level four wizard, the Gores, and the Minotaur are now dead. <laughs> Best of Gore decide they've had enough and they panic from that. So on his turn, he moves a unit of 20 warriors right up an inch away from him and then does an anvil charge. Okay, well, best score got to flee. They're already fleeing. I promptly roll the three. He rolls an 11. <laughs> best score dead. <laughs> so that left me with a couple chariots, a couple harpies, um, which there was one cool point where the harpies charged a cannon took it out, overran into the flank of some quarrelers, took them out, overran into the flank or into the front, oh. I think, of some other shooty guys, but that's where their reign of terror stopped. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe the harpies will just roll his whole line <laughs> and I'll still pull this Get out. Into the rune lord. Take them out. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't really fucking pan out. My army kinda of fell apart on its own there. Um, what else? 
It was cool to see the anvil in action. I've heard yeah, him talk about it. About that. And I am I liked it. I thought that I could see painting up mine. I've had one for literally a decade now sitting there. <laughs> so I could paint that up. I could totally see playing that. And I think it adds some nice versatility to the dwarves, maybe breathes some new life into that old dwarf army for me. So mm-hmm. um it switches up. I had it was it was I, I mean it was threats of a long yeah long ass charge you fucking for dwarves you move them fucking boys up there <laughs> it's crazy dude that's like dwarves playing like tomb kings used to play you know it's fucking awesome so i could foresee doing some stuff with that and having some fun with dwarves again yeah i've been thinking about it so it was it was a cool game nonetheless just to see that and wasn't wasn't much of a game and it's not i guess not really fun when like you're just hosed the whole time but uh but that wasn't joe's fault he's a good guy to play against and mm-hmm. And all that. So, Raj. Okay. Game dos. I'm up against Greg. Greg Dupuy, Dupuy, something like Dupuis. that. He's playing Skaven as well. So he also had a warlord on a Bonebreaker with a Sword of Might. He was yeah. leading 35 Storm Vermin with attached Poison Wind Mortar. He had a Chieftain, BSB, <laughs> Queefton, and 39 Clan Rats, another Poison Wind Mortar. Uh, he had an assassin in there as well, which I'll out <laughs> later. He had a warlock engineer, a plague priest, 24 plague monks, two units of five Gisales, and two hell pit abominations. Double hell pitter, huh? Yeah. So you must have went down to this. How could you have possibly defeated the two H- HPAs? <laughs> HPAs for the HPBs. <laughs> okay. In between the eagle, eagle rider, the warhawks, the wild riders... Cleaned up the Gisales and the Poison Wind Mortar is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're not too effective. The Gisales against the Tree Men are all right, but they're, they're good for, like, a, a single wound yeah. per round of shots. Um, the His Warlock Engineer was with the with Gisales. He had, like, a Warp Musket or something. So I'm sure. getting the points for that guy as well. Um, so the HPAs moved up. Turn two... I shot one with flaming arrows and <laughs> killed it with the strangle root. <laughs> nice. Turn three, he actually remembered that he had a storm banner <laughs> and popped it, which if you'd done that earlier, you could have definitely hosed the eagle and the warhawks. Sure. Got him a couple more times. Saved a bunch of his shit. <laughs> but um, I had the flaming unit moved within close range, so it's minus two to hit. But close range is still hit on fives. Put yeah. a couple wounds on it, and the strangle root needs a four plus to go off with the banner, and I roll four plus strangle root it, kill it, turn three. <laughs> so that's like five hundred points gained in two turns of piddly shooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the nice. other, the plague monks went in on a tree man. Mm-hmm. Tree man ended up grinding him down with the help of some dryads in the flank. I got the Ancient in with the Warlord on the Bonebreaker and ended up killing him in a challenge. That fucker's nasty in a challenge. Yeah. Six of the hit is evil. Mm -hmm. And ended up getting another Tree Man in there and kind of ground on the Storm Vermin. Sure. So his last hope was chugging in the Clan Rats (laughs) because he had all the Tree Men engaged. So the juicy core was vulnerable. <laughs> so the 30 clan rats move up, and then they're, in a single turn of shooting, they're taking down like 15 clan rats because fucking Glaguard shots at close range are super nasty. <laughs> I think I got the hail of doom there. But as it turned out, the one tree man finally broke the 
the monks and ended up, I think I got those guys in the flank before they got to the glade guard. Yeah. And so he's kind of ground into the dirt just in front of the archers. So it was close, close call. Nice. But I ended up pulling that one out. Fucking A, dude. It was fun. You double fucking scaven and double win. Mm-hmm. And every time you play one, it gets one more HPA. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you fought round three, the triple HPA threat. <laughs> All right, so game three, I played against uh, Sean Spillsbury. He was playing Lizard Men. Okay. He had no fucking Slan. So okay. I, had, I felt pretty good about it when I saw that because Slan, having fought Domus' Slan, you can tool those guys up to be really non, non-fun to play against. <laughs> non-fun. But, uh, yeah. but, so he had two Skink Priests that were level two on, on Heavens, and he had a Scarvet Bizzle, and then an Old Blood. Okay. 20 Source Warriors, 23 Source Warriors, 10 Skink Skirmishers, 22 Skinks with two Crocs, and 23 Temple Guard, two Salamander Hunting Packs with two Sallies each, 10 Chameleon Skinks. So this was the diagonal deployment one with the reserve rolls. So if you roll a one for your unit, they come on on your first turn or whenever you want. And uh, I just set up right on the line because I lost the roll and had to set up all my shit. I just set it all right up on the line. And then mm-hmm. I'm not sure why, but he did the same thing. Like <laughs> literally 12, whatever, 14 inches across from me, wherever. He just set up right there. And I'm like, all right. So I got the initiative, went first. Um, turn one, chariot took off and smacked into one of those Sally hunting packs. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, everybody just kind of walked up a couple steps because I got a little more move than him. So Baby I, steps. I figured I'd try and tease him into charging me or I'd have a decent chance to charge him on the following round. Okay. Uh, so it was like gore versus... I don't fucking remember. <laughs> that was uh, Gore versus Soros, and then Bestigore versus Soros, and then the Minotaur versus the Temple Guard. Okay. So then he started peppering the Minotaur with the Chameleon Skinks and the... Started lighting their ass up. Yeah. Slippery fucking eel. And then, uh, he didn't charge, though. I think his uh, Sally's ended up <laughs> defeating my chariot and sending it fleeing because I whiffed the impact hits. Mm-hmm. Typical Hastings fashion. <laughs> and uh, my turn, though, turn deuce is where it got pretty good. Um, everybody fucking charged. So, well, I'll take that back. Not everybody. Because the Minotaur decided they didn't want anything to do with those Temple Guard with the old blood. <laughs> but uh, the Gore charged into a Blockosaurus, and the best of Gore charged into a Blockosaurus. Uh, the chariot that had saw off the Sallies. No, see, I think I had it backwards. My chariot did defeat the Sallies the first time. So this time it went into the flank with the Gore or the best Gore or whatever. So I ended up destroying everything I hit because <laughs> I got okay. some fucking good magic going. Got the augments and the hexes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So, best to go or fucking pummel the unit into the dirt and the gore do the same. Um, the the gore caught the unit they had charged. No, it was the best gore. Best gore caught the unit they had charged. The gore guys got away. So um, everybody starts fucking moving over to try and flank um, the Temple Guard unit. Mm-hmm. I moved the harpies right in front of the temple guard, so he couldn't charge the minos. <laughs> uh, so then on his turn, he charged the harpies. They were at kind of a funny angle, so that turned him a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then he took a combat reform, and then he's facing the minotaur. So on uh, my turn, I can. The gore went and mopped up the unit they had previously beat up on, and then the best of gore just moved over. Um, 
So end result was his unit, Temple Garb, tried to charge the Minotaur, which I moved up to tease him. Minotaur fucking boogie away. And that's another story. But the Minotaur break, just decide we don't want anything to do with Temple Guard runaway. And then, <laughs> so that leaves, but that leaves the Temple Guard way out in the open. So they get flanked by Bestigore and hit in the rear by Gore. Ooh. And then I get some spells off. <laughs> <laughs> so by now, was one of his reserve units had come up. It was a Scrox unit, but it was pretty small, so I wasn't too worried about it. Mm-hmm. So the Temple Guard disintegrate leaves nothing but the lord left i killed all of them in one go uh, and then the, the lord ended up in a challenge with my beast lord who eventually beat him down um that was pretty much that the minotaur ended up getting peppered completely dead by the skinks fucking killed them all that way <laughs> and uh yeah that was that there was really nothing i could do though without turning the ungo around to support him mm-hmm. but you never know if those temple guards are gonna break through or not so i can't have the ungo ass exposed when i need the, and i need the wizards shooting shooting augments so uh-huh. ended up beating up on sean pretty good by this by this time of the day i was pretty hung over <laughs> we fucking hit it pretty hard the first night <laughs> yeah so, I was just trying to stay on my feet, which were hurting along with my knees, my old ass back. My elbows. <laughs> but managed to do pretty good against uh, Sean. So. Okay, cool. What do you got, buddy? <laughs> Game Trace. Game Trace. Diagnose appointment. I got matched up against... Lay it on us. Mr. Joe. <laughs> Mr. Joe Flesh. Yeah. So me and him were sitting too well. Got the matchup. So it turns out he had to deploy everything first. So we actually... Kind of castled in the middle yeah. of the board. Sure. It's interesting. And he had uh, two two units on each side of the anvil, and then the cannon in front of the anvil, and then the shooters <laughs> on the side. It's it a pretty good setup because the wild riders try, or the warhawks try to make a run for the cannon. They're going to get lit up by handgun Shooty bullets guys, and yeah. crossbows, and they can't really <laughs> stand up to that shit at all. Sure. So I set up kind of diagonally as well, and I kind of. You know, put my archers 25 inches out of the thunder range, kind of thing. And then I've to, for the cannon, my plan was to get the eagle rider in there. Yeah, because I could set her up, and she don't got no rules about can't charge in first turn and stuff like that. <laughs> so she's probably 15 or 16 inches away from it, just the way the diagonal worked. Yeah, I ended up putting the tree man ancient directly behind her to see if Joe would take a shot at her or not. <laughs> This is one of the Raj tactics here. <laughs> yeah, which he did. So I um, took a shot at her. Yeah, so I think he got the first turn, if I recall correctly. Yeah, so, he set up first, so he probably yeah, he did. Uh, feathering the eagle with a couple handgun bullets, not really doing anything. Um, <laughs> the cannonball shoots at the ancient. Um, he's got to go through the eagle riders. So yeah, shot's a little short. I mean, if he rolled like an eight exactly, he'd hit the tree man. But anything less, he's going to hit the, hit the eagle, eagle rider. So hits the eagle rider. It's a flaming cannonball, so I got a two-up ward for his flaming, <laughs> and somehow successfully managed to roll. You know, you set, set up those plans, you're bound to roll one. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, yeah, that worked. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So the cannonball stopped? Be, yeah, cannonball stopped. Cause Doesn't hit the tree man. Yep. But then the, the Anvil of Doom, he's like, well, I can do like a D6 strength four, and you can't do a fly move. Right. So I probably would have been hosed anyways, but with the D6 strength four hits, I don't have... It's not flaming, so I don't get the dragon helm, and it's magical, so I don't get the amarantine brooch. So I just get a four-plus armor save, which goes to a five-plus. He rolls five or six hits. I don't save any. does three wounds. Fucking Dead. drops it. Like, well, 
Okay, that's kind of shitty, but you know it kind of makes it a game now. Yeah. Uh, so my turn comes. I got these three trim. I got this cannon. I can't put the warhawks or the wild riders in. So I'm like, well, plan B. I'll just have to shoot the thing, which isn't a bad plan. You get a lot of shots. Yeah. Right? So I get 24 shots from the glade guard, one from the mage, and then three from the warhawks. <laughs> Had successfully done zero wounds to the cannon. <laughs> so I'm kind of sitting there. You know, I got the hail of doom, kind of mulling it over. I'm like, well, I can see, shoot again next turn, and if I do a couple wounds, you know, finish it off with the Hail of Doom, but, (laughs) well, might as well just go all out, and whatever wounds count, count. So, roll, managed to get 15 on the dice, which is good. (laughs) Pretty good. Most of them hit, and I ended up getting, I think, actually four or five sixes in there, so I ended up wiping out the cannon. Nice. (laughs) So, that kind of put him on the back foot, yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, he started hitting the tree man actually with light arms fire. So I kind of deployed on one side and actually kind of ended up slogging across the other side of the board. Yeah. And so he had a couple turns of shooting on him. He was actually able to put a wound or two. On the tree man? Yeah. On uh, One of them was down to four. He did four wounds just with the handguns and the crossbows over two or three rounds of shooting. Was he focusing all on the same one the whole time? Yeah, he kind of... He's focusing on it, but then it was kind of moving across, so the one handgun unit wasn't able to shoot at it anymore Okay, and stuff like that. So then he started shooting at the other one, or he didn't really have a target. So, okay, so this one was kind of, I'm like, well, okay, so these streamers are getting lit up. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I might just hang back and shoot them up and take, like, a little victory Kind of thing, you know, like you hear about on the ZK podcast where you kind of just stand off. I've never done anything like that <laughs> in, in a game. So I'm like, well, yeah, we can maybe try that. But I know with the anvil, you can charge pretty far. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not quite sure how far he can go. And I kind of move up my tree man ancient to move over because the plan is to wipe out those little small units and then just take, take my victory points. Sure. And beat him by 100. So he ends up... <laughs> He, the scenario, by the way, you get a ambassador model or something like that, and it gives your unit hatred. So he's got on the hammers. So hammer is strength six, reroll and misses. That's a pretty decent unit. To yeah. Take a tree man out way. So he goes for it. They fucking torpedo out, uh, out of the lines and going in the tree man ancient, and he doesn't uh, doesn't do it. Statistically, he wouldn't do it, but over maybe two rounds or three rounds you could probably take him down yeah he ends up getting i think two wounds uh, hold on a nine and then i can bring in a treatment in on him and then <laughs> do some pounding on him yeah and so his next turn he brings in a unit another a unit of clansmen torpedoes across so he's kind of <laughs> committing piecemeal right kind of his down he's leaving himself way out there right yeah and then shooting out there into like the field. his next turn he gets the <laughs> the slayers in on the flank of a tree man yeah. And I have, over the course of the game, grinded down those three units. And if you go to the Walkcast blog spot, you can see, I think on turn five or six, at one point the Slayers are dead, the, the Hammers are dead, and there's three tree men banging on this unit of Klansmen. <laughs> <laughs> so you finally did kill them. Well, I guess they were pretty small units, 20 Yeah, so he's 20 man so. units, so. Yeah. Like, you can actually, over three or four rounds, if you get some good Thunderstomps. That's actually killable. <laughs> yeah. Unlike, you know, some 30, 35, 40 man units, you could easily right. be there the whole game. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, that one worked out for me. I got the victory there. Wow. Ended up doing pretty good. Nice. So, uh, Joe also, he took a video footage. There's two... 
two ten minute videos up on YouTube, Here's so them, you can yeah. see all of our fucking shiny happy faces and the fun we were having at the event there. Yeah, so he, had, he had really good coverage. Yeah, he's got a recording, some pics, some write ups that he did, and the, yep. the videos. So looked good. So after that, what did we do? We went out to fucking eat at this place called Brick House. Yeah, and the girls wear short little shorts or tiny little skirts. And they'll serve beer bongs. Yeah, Raj and I. They'll only fill them up halfway. Yeah. <laughs> two people. You're only allowed two beers each at this place, <laughs> which is fucking. I wonder if that's some Illinois shit. They'll never do that in Wisco because they make three quarters of their money on beer here. Yeah. Well, but, it's like that in Indiana too. Because my friend tried to order a margarita pitcher. Yeah. And they wouldn't. After they found out he just wanted one glass. They, <laughs> sorry, sir. Yeah, sorry. Like, well, now I know it's just for you. So even if you get two glasses, I can't give it to you. <laughs> hey, so maybe we'll uh, make that picture of the episode cover of us with the beer bong. Yeah. Turned out pretty cool. Won't be too bad. And yeah, it was all right. It was, I mean, it was a good time hanging out About with everybody. 20 of the 30 yeah. or It was over 20. So people just hanging out at a big table. We got some fun. drunk chicks that came over and chatted us up for a bit, hitting on young Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Joe Flesh went into older brother mode and tried to tell him how to make some moves there. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. I got to sit next to, to Chris Yu and Grant Fetter. Yeah. I got to chat up Chris. I yeah. didn't really get an opportunity to do that. Sure. <laughs> Told me he enjoyed the cast. And he's been liking the most recent ones a lot lately, but he thinks it might be because of the lack of farting. <laughs> he's probably going to hate this one. <laughs> There's been no farts into the microphone. Directly into the microphone. Yeah. We've, we've been ripping We've them changed our ways. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend came down here and pointed out how bad it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else happened that? So then we went back and uh, hung out over at Tom's brother's oh, house. Ride home. We listened to Man uh, War extremely yeah. loud. We had a little beer buzz going. <laughs> It's weird. The beer didn't kick in until we had gotten in the Beatle. Yeah, till, actually, till I stood up. <laughs> so we're fucking rocking out to some Man of War. It's most entertaining listening to Man of War with Joe Rogers. <laughs> if you ever get the chance, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows all the words. <laughs> and he likes to do funny hand movements and poses turn songs. Epic, epic hand motions. Yeah, it's pretty quality. Once so. we got back, played a couple board games, but we were pretty... Pretty chill compared. Because we're all hungover and tired. I'm tired. Shout out to Joe Flesh for being the only fucker to think to bring board games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody else was on it. Mm-hmm. So we played Ticket to Ride, and then uh, Elmer brought a game, but no one knew how to play it, so we didn't play that. Mm-hmm. Funny. And coming out of day one there, I'd just like to point out that the top four undefeated armies were Wood Elves, Wood Elves, Wood Elves. It's Gaven. <laughs> Oddly enough. So we're kind of musing over the the pairings there. Is Rick Fisher with his Skaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, and then David Narek. And his Wood Elf list is like a two units of five tree can, no tree men. Yeah. Some big Glegar units. Lore life. And then the other guy, Steve, was running three units three of, tree kin. of three tree kin. Yeah. Lore beasts. And then he had a really big... Eternal Guard or, or unit where Venerix is kind of small. Sure. So it was kind of cool to see. It was a big variety. Three different lists, and they're all pretty solid. So Succeeding. Um, so we're kind of musing over who's going to have to fight who. and Yeah. We figured, we knew Rick was in first, and then we figured that I was in second. Among the Wood Elves, I was the highest scoring of them, so we figured that I'd have to be playing him the next sure. day. 
So that night, though, I got to sleep in a bed with Tom McClure for oh, a second, second time. Second Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sexy man action happening sexy there. Man. <laughs> man action. If I wouldn't have brought those earplugs, man, I probably wouldn't have got any sleep, so... These powerful Irish snores. I don't remember him snoring, but there was just lots of noise. And Tom's like, dude, once you're out, you're fucking out. Because they couldn't wake me up in the morning. I'm like, hold on a minute. He's like railing away yeah. at your butt. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Once you're out. You're out. It's awesome. Dude, don't squirms away. Fucking gives me a black eye. I made like $8,000 selling Warhammer miniatures. Mm-hmm. That worked out pretty good. Saved me some eBay in. Mm-hmm. Not a bad deal, my friend. Yeah, y'all. So, all right, let's take a little break, and then we'll get to day Stay two, rough. or day three, I mean. <laughs> some strategy going into the 50-50 raffle. So on day one, I bought five or worth of tickets. And then on day two, I bought five more bucks worth of tickets. Mm -hmm. So that way, the Johnny Hastings tickets were very interspersed amid the stack. Maximize. Yeah. That's what I've been doing in the Century Raffle, too. Oh, I was thinking about that today. (laughs) I've made a couple purchases. Got a hundred bucks in on that. Gonna get something good. I've just been picking up some of them are in those jars, but the ones in our department are in the boxes. Yeah. So I put a couple in there and shake the shit out of the box. <laughs> put a couple more and shake them all around. Nice. Just to get an even dispersion. <laughs> Best chance. <laughs> so that will come into play later. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking strategy. So game four. Where did my shit go? I played 
Jeff Florido. I've played him before in the past. He's a really solid player. He's like an old school, yeah, gamer. old school Warhammer guy. Like in yeah. tournaments in like 2004, yeah, <laughs> 2005. He's been at it for a while. He's playing. He's playing dwarves. Yeah, so he's primarily a 40k player now. But then he, you know, if there's something okay. in the bunker or something, he'll sign up. So his these dwarves that. are his old dwarves. Yeah. Okay. So he had. He didn't have any lords. He had two thanes, a thane BSB. Two runesmiths, thirty-five warriors. Ooh, big ass list here. <laughs> Twenty-five longbeards, nineteen quarrelers, twenty-nine ironbreakers with a champ, six miners, six miners, six miners, and then three bolt throwers. And all of them with a little bit of magic shit on them, and with engineers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's set up pretty much strung out across the entire. What's that? So another seventh edition style dwarf army. Well, I mean, he had bigger blocks, thirty-five, thirty. Shield. Yeah, he had everybody had hand weapon and Ball shield. Drawers. There were no. Yeah, that's a good point. There were no great theme. weapons. Like he had a, like a no black powder kind of theme going on. Sure, his deployment was pretty much strung out across the entire back line of the board. Okay. Much like my last two opponents. <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna have to fucking make it over there if I was gonna get there. Um, let's see. This was this was on the same table that I got smoked on by Joe Flesh's dwarves. So okay. I had a bad feeling going into some it. Bad, some bad voodoo, little <laughs> little funky mojo. I figured I was just gonna go with it and see what happened. <laughs> right, my shit always goes on the front line and just rushes forward as fast as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the fun gores hang out in the back with a couple wizards by the shard of the hearthstone. <laughs> so, the fun gores bring the party, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. So. Anyways, dude, everybody fucking runs up, man. Minotaur made three failed attempts to charge one of those little six-man minor blocks. He kept running away from me. (laughs) So they pretty much spent the whole game chasing after a six-man minor block and getting pelted by shots from the bolt throwers. Um, One of the absurd things from the game was Jeff had rolled four times and he had hit with his bolt throwers on a chariot or on a minos and he rolled one to wound four different times so he was getting pretty like what the fuck man this is crazy i found it most entertaining because <laughs> when do you see that shit happening um Can't lie. yeah so yeah no the gore got stuck in whoops some ass the best the gore got stuck in Whooped some ass. Everything in this game just went how it should go with Beastmen. Where I mean, I didn't get any magic because dwarves shut down magic. Like Joe Flesh was getting four bonus dice per turn, yeah. one of which came from my pool, and Jeff was still getting ex- several extra dice to turn two, and he had multiple dispels. Just want to mention in my game against Joe, I got one spell, one regrowth off the whole time, but at one point I had at this after the I rolled the, the casting die, the winds of magic. And uh, I had one casting dice, and Joe had five dispel dice. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, he had that rune of spell destroying, so on turn oh. one, I tried to pit his anvil, and then he mm-hmm. fucking just destroyed my spell. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That could have made a difference, too. Nice, juicy points. That's what's, yeah, 500 points, but that's what mm-hmm. sucked all the luck out of me, I think. <laughs> like a freaking BJ barrel. Should have used his luck destroyer on me. So... Anyways, uh, once I got started getting close in on uh, Jeff, he took all of his dwarf characters and put them out as diverters. Nice. So, so there's like Thanes popping out, Runesmiths <laughs> popping out, just at funny angles to try and divert me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really interesting tactic, and it worked pretty well because the dwarves are fucking survivable. 
you know, top five and high leadership. I still ended up, you know, smoking them all. So but, then you got to decide if you want to chase them and right if you don't kill them out right next turn so they're gonna survive you know your mm, all your hits right and then you gotta well am i gonna chase them or am i gonna reform to face this this threat (laughs) yeah so okay yeah that's not bad at all it worked well i think it's a great tactic for doors but i you know you do that with a level two or like a hero beast man he's gonna get his ass kicked that's gonna be that because you can't armor him up well and he's not toughness five. Where is he tough? Eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Is he toughness? Seemed like a good dwarven tactic. Yeah, I guess so. Morgor's tough five. Ending Edward. Because he's only got one crack at a rally. If he's out of being yeah. at a leadership seven, it's probably not the best. Sure. But that tactic worked really well. And he, really what he's trying to do is keep me from getting in on his big blocks. Because if I got in there, I was going to smoke it given enough turns. So if he delayed it, he could save the points. But in the end... I did get a pit of shades off on his miners, killed like 11 of them, which helped. Mm-hmm. That actually brought him into a range where I could wipe out the unit then, got rid of their steadfast and shit. So Gore went in on them, broke them, they rallied. Gore went in again, broke them, they went off the table, and then I went into some warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the best of Gore, part of the scenario was you got to put down your objective, and we both had objective on 40 mils. Piece of impassable. Counted as a piece of impassable terrain. So he kind of blocked up the Bestigor, which ended up working because later he wasn't able to flank me because his terrain was in the way. But um, I don't know, still kind of got in the way and fudged up what I was trying to do. He, uh, I don't know, I failed, failed the charge. Then he moved his character in front of me. And then killed the character, ended up in combat. He actually was just throwing his general out there too, you know. He's like, general's roaming around on his own. And really, there's, I mean, I don't have any shooting, so maybe he wouldn't have done that against an army with shooting. But, mm-hmm. no, no. I think I learned a lot tactics-wise about dwarves in this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ended up winning that one pretty big, though. Okay. Once I got stuck in, looks like he just he couldn't dish it out. Until the last. There's still... Well, yeah, he speed-bombed me with his characters, though. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty expensive, yeah. regardless. So, and then on the turn that the Bestigor charged a runesmith, <laughs> I cast a spell or another, and he's like, all right, I'm going to use this guy to spell rune, because <laughs> I don't think he's going to be there next turn. <laughs> so, okay, cool. yeah. yeah, by the end, he even had his BSB just roaming around on his own, <laughs> which is weird to see that, because nobody does that, but it worked for him. Um, worked enough to save him a turn or two, so, but yeah. I won. Good one. Good win. I think, in retrospect, that we were talking about, I think he really should have, with the list he had, just castled up because he had 19 shooty guys and all those bolt doors. So if he had castled in a corner, I wouldn't have been able to bring all my power to bear on him at once like I did. Okay. Um, I hit him across the board. So, yeah. Plus, he had all those six-man minor units. He might have had a better chance of flanking me rather than stringing them all out across the table. You can use those things for diverting as well. Yeah. Probably cheaper than characters, too. Mm -hmm. So. All right. I did pretty good there. How'd game four go, bro? Game four, I did indeed draw the Skaven player. So, Rick Fisher, his list was probably more typical of uh, what you call a tournament list for you UK boys. <laughs> so, he had a Grey Seer on a Screaming Bell, and that unit was pushed by 24 Stone Vermin. He had a Chieftain BSB in the unit. He had a Plague Priest on a Plague Furnace who was pushed around by 25 Plague Monks, <laughs> two units of 35 Clan Rats, two units of 20 Skaven Slaves, five Gunner Runners, 
Hell Pit, A Abomination, Doom Wheel, Warp Lightning Cannon, and the Plague Podcast. <laughs> All the freaking toys, right? <laughs> Everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Any kind of big machine you can have, he's got it. <laughs> All so, right. So by now. I mean, you're playing Wood Elves. You must have got your ass kicked this time, right? <laughs> Surely, right. <laughs> There's no other way this one could have gone. <laughs> so, uh, this my deployment was the same kind of cast. I ended up putting my Glagar behind a little river, like a lake type of thing. Yeah. Which was actually... Necrotic not, ooze? Uh, no one ever went in it, but if yeah. you push us screaming bell through it it takes d6 strength save <laughs> just nice. the, the rules for the for the thing um okay so first turn and i wasn't really you had a warp lightning cannon so this is my f- well, second opponent that had a cannon yeah so real war machine wasn't too worried about it because the strength is variable see so you need everything to work out in order to really zap one of those treatment sure um First turn, gets a hit on the Tree Man Ancient. It does strength 10 wounds and does 6 wounds. So <laughs> the Tree Man Ancient is removed from the board. <laughs> so I'm like looking down. That's like, bad for Raj. <laughs> this might be tougher than I think. Um, okay, but he, he moves up the warp. Or the, not the warp, the doom wheel. Yeah. Just like fucking guns straight ahead, like 15, <laughs> 16 inches, and um, right in front of some dryads. So that's kind of one of the other main things I'm worried about, because three shots, and each one's doing D6 wounds. You can put a hurt on a tree man with that. Sure. Okay. Magic, he doesn't really do anything. So my turn comes around. Um, so my strategy is I charge the dryads into the doom wheel. I can probably beat it. You crawl up under the table. Start crying. Sorry. The doom wheel isn't stubborn, so you can actually... You can break it. It's toughness six. You can break it. Um, my plan was to gun the wild riders into the bell. And we got... You put four strength five attacks on a Gracie of the first turn. Yeah. And it's not... It's not very hitty, so I'll probably have four or five Wild Riders still, and then, then they go to two Strength 4 attacks apiece. So I'm like, well, if I can kill the Grace Seer, I'm pretty good, because so the previous two armies didn't really have the Dreaded 13th. And yeah. I, that's probably a big <laughs> Achilles heel in this list, is my biggest infantry unit is 12. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so statistically, it should be wiped out in a single Dreaded 13th. Right. And then, well, do I put my wizard out on her own then? Because all he has to do is get the spell off, and it automatically will just kills it. If it will kill the character. She'll turn model. into a yeah. fucking a little clanny. little scavy scaves. So my strategy will be to do that. I can put the other tree man probably into the furnace, maybe kill the furnace. Yeah. But then there's these big scaven blocks that I have to whittle through. So <laughs> my goal is, okay, in the magic phase, I'm going to do uh, dwellers. I'm going to try to kill the BSB. Yeah. Because, you know, I might have a shot if he doesn't have any rerolls. Because the scaven leadership ain't too great. If we can get the grace here um, with the wild rush, that'd be fine. So it goes, I rolled the dice, six dice. Um, did not get irresistible. Yeah. But... One thing is to fit in all these toys, like his the Gracie doesn't have anything. It doesn't have yeah. any, any other. Kit. So no dispel scroll. Like the yeah, so he has no dispel scroll, and the turns out the plague priest won't have anything either. Yeah. Um, so it goes off. 
The BSB makes a strength check, uh, but the Screaming Bell also has to take a check. <laughs> Anything but a six, and it's fine, but uh, Rick rolls a six. <laughs> and then about, I don't know, 18 of the Storm Vermin die as well. Oh. So that kind of really turned things around right yeah. there. So now his big wizard's dead. <laughs> yeah, they pass, pass the panic check. Uh, the Doom Wheel you know, actually holds, but the next turn it kind of blows up. And then um, he kind of was on the periphery, kind of holding back with his clan rats and stuff. But now he kind of moves, searches them all forward because, you know, that first the center just clashed. Yeah. <laughs> um, in his shooting phase, the Doom Wheel, it's got to go off. Uh, he wants to kill some dryads, but ends up misfiring and ends up destroying itself. <laughs> so at this point, you know, there's a big gap. In my turn, that unit of dryads that was finding the Doom Wheel. The Warhawk Riders and the Wild Riders all move into the gap. In the center the, of his line? Yeah, where yeah. the um, where the big unit was. Yeah. Because in his turn, he moved the BSB into the, some clan rats, and he started moving the Storm Vermin back just to try and save their points because they're down to five. <laughs> um, so to keep it going, his Hell Pit is moving up the flank. He gets into range. Uh, shoot it. <laughs> shoot it with the flaming with arrows. The flaming arrows. Um, Get a six to hit, or six to wound, does a wound, and a strangle root kills it. <laughs> That's three for three? Four for four. Four for four. All right, people, listen to that. <laughs> um, but he actually, he did almost get into the juicy core at one point. Like, I had to move the eagle rider over to stop the clan rats with his BSB from just being able to declare a charge outright on my glade guard. Yeah. So he ends up breaking the eagle rider, because I don't really have any anything for beat static res yeah um but he doesn't catch and then in my turn i can flank him with the tree man uh. so he's almost like one turn out on the other side the furnace um he, he kind of he had to de he declared a char a long charge with the furnace to get the furnace out of the way for a clan rat unit to try and flank the dryads and everything that was making a break for the middle yeah so you know he took like an 18 charge failed and then he needed <laughs> like a kind of like a high number and failed. Yeah. So he kind of screwed himself over because we were talking later. If he just would have moved the furnace up and then moved that unit up, then he for sure would have had a charge the next turn right. on the two units. But as it was, um, he had to declare another long charge, and I think he just moved the furnace up. He didn't charge with that. But so the all the little light units getting, went in, took out the warp lightning cannon, finished off the storm vermin, and Cleaned by the end of the, the game, fucking... I got the whatever the plague caught catapult, and then wait, are you saying you won again? Yeah, you slippery fucking eel. Was coming in, I charged a tree man into it, and it took. I mean, he actually whooped on it pretty good with the plague priest and the fumes and the, all the attacks and stuff. Yeah, but I held on my turn. And then on his turn was his last turn, his turn six. Sure. So he killed it, killed the tree man in his turn, and then he you know, he couldn't overrun. So, so he got he two was, of the three tree men. Yeah, he got he got two of the three tree men. Okay. So that's probably the toughest game yet. For sure. <laughs> so if he had one more turn, he would have been slamming into the juicy center on <laughs> the elf line of the elf candy bar. <laughs> All right. But so you fucking won good. four yeah. and zero, oh, bro. Four and zero, oh, bro. I was three and one at this point. Last fucking game. Do it to it. I played against Jake Murphy. He's playing Bretonians. Yeah, he got some big old buses, boy. Yeah, he had a Lord, Prophetess of Heavens, Damsel of Beasts, Powered MBFB, 
a 13-man Knights of the Realm unit, a 14-man Knights Errant unit, an 8-man Knights of the Realm unit, two units of 16 Peasant Bowmen, five Peg Knights, five Mounted Yeomen, and then two Trebuchet. Okay. So, this game, I don't know, turn one, I was feeling, this was a Watchtower scenario. Yeah. Uh, but you just gained some battle points if you held you it. You need to hold it, but you got a bonus point if you were the first one in, and you got a bonus, two bonus points if you held it at the end. Right. So his night buses were so big, he had to set them up in these big diagonals. <laughs> <laughs> so on my turn one, I just set up on the edge of the deployment zone. Once again, fucking forward as fast as I can. The Minotaur kind of got stuck up behind the building, mm-hmm. and the Ungor were kind of off on the side where none of his blocks were. There's like the little eight man unit of knights was over there, but yeah, whatever. I wasn't too afraid of them. So, plus the Ungor ended up right behind a four. Uh, was it a poison thicket? Whatever. Uh, the forest venom thicket. Venom thicket. Yeah, the forest that makes you take dangerous train if you move through it and all that jazz. So, my turn. I just fucking move everything forward. Really didn't have much to do in the line of magic. He had obviously prayed. So, he, in his first turn. Double treb, double hit on the besties, wipes out over half the unit. (laughs) (laughs) Just smites them good. So I'm like, ah, fuck, dude. So on my turn two, I just kind of backed off with uh, the best of gore a little bit. Brought the Minotaur up. The gore on my turn two made a charge for some peasant bowmen that he had brought up in an attempt to occupy the building. Mm -hmm. So he decided they had to flee because he couldn't have me overrunning into his back line. Mm -hmm. Once he fled, though... I was still within charge range of his lord's giant bus, but I needed to roll an 11. So I passed the leadership test to redirect, rolled the feckin' 11, <laughs> and the gore stormed in on this giant block of knights. Um, I believe I got some augments or some hexes off to help it out. So I ended up breaking them. General Boogie's off the fucking board. Gore chased right to the board edge. And then so <laughs> that puts the gore in a fucking sweet spot. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of worth the best to go taking a pummeling there. Um, so on his turn, uh, actually on that same turn, I had charged a chariot into the eight-man unit of knights that were over by the Ungors. Um, but he ended up breaking me, of course, because <laughs> I can't fucking kill a goddamn thing with them guys. I think I did kill one knight, but he ended up breaking me. So And then his knights were in a prime spot for charging either one of my wizards that was back there or the Ungor. But if you charge the Ungor, they were right against the edge of that forest, so he'd have to run his whole unit mm-hmm. through the Venom Thicket, which would give him poison attacks. So, <laughs> so that's probably going to prove handy for him later. <laughs> but anyway, so then on his turn, those knights charge the wizard, wizard flees, and then those knights go in and they charge uh, the Ungor. Yeah. He loses one to the dangerous terrain, so he's down to six knights. And then How the Ungies feel about this? Uh, Ungors weren't feeling too bad. I had 25 Ungor. I think I had lost three to Dangerous Terrain because there were three guys in that forest and I had to move out. And all three that were in there died. <laughs> so this is my fucking luck there. Some poison shit, bro. Um, nice. The Peg Knights flanked the Minotaur, which I didn't see. He had modeled these fuckers. I measured it at one point. Literally eight inches off the table. <laughs> so they could see over the hill and over the Bestigor. <laughs> so they fucking flew and hit the flank of the Minotaur. That's fine. Uh, you can see them too, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. That's <laughs> a real fucking Raj move there. <laughs> and then his big, his remaining huge night bus, I uh, try to make a charge on my general's unit. He's with the Bestigor still, which were 
there's two full ranks with 12 guys because the remainders had been killed by the trebuchets. But he, he needed to roll, I think he needed to roll a seven, like a six or a seven on a swift drive, but he failed it. Mm-hmm. So that left him in a pretty bad spot with that big <laughs> night bus. Okay. Um, and then, so Minotaur got beat up pretty bad by the pegs, but they were steadfast. My general was there. So they just reformed to face him. And then... Ungor ended up holding up that unit of six knights that charged him for a long time. At one point, I brought in a wizard on the flank just to get a charge bonus and a flank, uh-huh. but it didn't make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> then he brought in the mounted yeoman that had by then got rid of one of the harpy units that was trying to tie him up. Mounted yeoman. <laughs> and uh, they ended up being the breaking point, so I lost the Ungor, oh. and I lost the wizard. <laughs> and But by then, the Minotaur had whooped up really bad on those peg knights, turned and the Minotaur had a around. fuck ton of attacks. So they had turned around and were waiting for those knights. Um, my general, on my, my turn after he his big block had failed the charge on my Bestigar, my general charged in, and then I sent a chariot in there with him against his big knight block with the BSB. So that combat ended up going just two or three player rounds. The switch of it was, and I've never seen this happen before, I rolled Primal Fury for the chariot, Primal Fury for the Bestigar, both those motherfuckers roll snake eyes, so they gain frenzy. So they all get an extra attack. <laughs> so I really thumped him good that round. Uh, and that saw him off. He broke, and he was still pretty close to the board edge. So mm-hmm. off he went. Um, everybody chased just to get make sure that he wasn't like coming back. a really in. dynamic game. Yeah. Shit moving around and chasing each other. Yeah. Well, I needed to, to charge in my general's unit on that other night block. I needed another really high roll. It was literally like an 11. Mm-hmm. But... Like, what I have to lose, because either way I was going to take it on the chin, and he was going to kick my ass, because I only had very few dudes left, and they're standing there with great weapons, so they're striking last. Mm-hmm. So, bringing those dudes in was making another really long charge. It's pretty much the death of them, because I'm getting off 11-plus charges, you know. Is it, I think he made a fair gamble there, but there really wasn't anything you could do, and he really shouldn't have failed that charge on a six of the swift stride. Yeah, the Minotaur ended up getting charged by that six-man block of knights, but I had cast a miasma, a big miasma on him, and I rolled a three on the D three, so all their shit was reduced by three. So the Minotaur killed three before they even got to attack back, and <laughs> Minotaur ended up breaking those guys, and then that was turn five. The game ended. Um, so I beat him pretty soundly. I never once made an attempt to control the building. If it was a six-turn game, I would have actually got it, but I figured I'd just concentrate on beating him up and see where it went. So, yeah. Okay. Four and one, baby. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. So, who did you play in the last round, Raj? Well, as you recall, <laughs> you mentioned that there was three undefeated Woodoff armies and one Skaven, so beat the Skaven. So, Dave Benneric beat the other Wood other Woody Steve. So it was Wood Elves versus Wood Elves on the top table. Two undefeated Watch, fucking Wood Elf armies. Watchtower, yeah. It's pretty absurd. So, yeah, Dave's running the Treekin style list. He's got two units of five Treekin, the big, uh, well, it's probably 18 or so Eternal Guard. He's got yeah. the Highborn, the BSB, and the Wizard. He generally runs all of them in there. I'm going to interject that his Treekin are some of the coolest Treekin I've ever seen. Yeah, they're really cool. They're, they're built from Dryads. Built from Dryads, but... Super tall, longer limbs. like an extra set of limbs kind of attached with, yeah. with like a cool skull head. So they look really tall and really skinny. Really fucking mm-hmm. cool looking, dude. And I've tried to... Duplicate it? <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, 
not really sure how he did it, <laughs> but I fucking put a lot of effort into it. They look great. Yeah. Um, so he's got two eagles on top of that, and he's got two units of twenty glade guard. Um, in addition to a unit of wild rider, so he's got the shooting advantage. Sure. Um, so the tree men are a little more resilient against the shooting than the tree can, so that's working in my favor. But if he right. wants to concentrate his fire on the glade guard, I'm pretty screwed. <laughs> so I kind of uh, we. Well, we rolled for sides, and he actually took the table, or the table side that had two forests on it, two kind of big forests. Yeah. So at the end of the first turn, he had his two, one big glade guard block was in the forest. He had the eternal guard in the forest, and the other glade guard partially in the forest. <laughs> yeah. So if there's going to be any kind of shooting arrows back and forth, he's definitely got the advantage. So I'm like, well, this kind of sucks. We'll see what we can do. But so my stuff kind of deployed. The tree men in the middle to kind of dance around the building, which is <laughs> typical Raj fashion. That, it works out pretty good if there's a building in the center. Use the dryads, just kind of soak up the arrow fire. Yeah. I mean, minus one to hit, toughness four, five plus ward. Sure. This is as best as it gets. The Warhawk <laughs> riders, I was going to. I deployed him across from his wild riders. I was going to move him 12 inches up to try and bust his vanguard move <laughs> if he if I got the roll off to go first. But then he deployed the 20 glade guard there. <laughs> so my vanguard move was to move directly 12 inches back <laughs> to a very far corner <laughs> to, and to spend most of the game out of archer range. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, um, so he got first turn. Nothing really interesting to happen yeah moved up the tree can to kind of threaten the building like setting it up so he could go in the building next turn if he wanted um the eternal guard were right behind the building as well sure is shooting killed killed some dryads he took a shot at a tree man didn't do any do any wounds yeah so my turn i kind of uh, moved it two tree men up behind the building i got one out in the open i'll let him you know just let him shoot at if he wants it's better than killing dryads and other stuff sure my eagle rider was behind the building and kind of moves to the opposite flank so he kind of waited one flank starting from the building is in the middle and then to the to my left is is all, all his units yeah so they kind of had this open area so the eagle rider kind of moved in and nestled down and uh, had a, f- a flank shot at his glade guard unit that sure. was in the, in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of a, like a 16 or 17 charge for the next turn. So if he didn't do anything, I'd have a shot at it. He'll be taking um, it. Magic phase comes around. <laughs> I roll eight dice. So he gets he gets four, I think. I roll two dice for Throne of, Throne of Vines. Goes, yeah. It's going to go off. He rolls four dice to dispel it. So he doesn't have any dice left. Um, I got six dice. And I was thinking about a Dwellers on his Eternal Guard unit with his three characters. Yeah. It's kind of a no-brainer. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what happened. But David mentioned, asked me about the Tree Man Bound spells like a couple minutes earlier. Yeah. So that kind of uh, jogged in my mind. And he had the big Glade Guard unit in the forest. And I had all four, tr- all three tree men were within line of sight of it, and there's no range for the damage portion of the spell. <laughs> so each tree man has a bound. The ancients got two. I got six dice, two dice, two of them single diced. The other two got them all off. So I did 46 strength five hits <laughs> to the one glade guard unit. Took it down to four or five guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of evened the odds, right? <laughs> Um, and then his next turn, he um, kind of moves up 
the Tree Kinsamori bails the wizard out and the BSB out of the Eternal Guard. Yeah. And he's kind of moving around the other side of the building. <laughs> his magic phase, he spends all his energy to regrow the, the Glade Guard that were taken down. Yeah. So that kind of saved me, a magic phase. Um, he had thrown the vines off last turn, so he actually... He got off regrowth, rolled a six, so he got seven Gligar, and then nice. <laughs> got flushed the stone off, so they're tough to seven, so I wasn't going to be trying that shit. <laughs> you were getting that off again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but he's shooting, continued, and he, he killed some more dryads, but um, I don't know if he had any shots. So how'd you rack up all the points? Well, well my he? next turn, I got a flank charge on the Gligard unit. And he had his... Not the Toughness 7 ones. Yeah, the other one. Yeah. That was kind of more towards the middle of the line. And he he had the BSB on the end of it. So his BSB in the level 4 was in there. So okay. I got a flank. So this with your Eagle Rider. Yeah, it's my Eagle Rider. And then um, I moved out the Tree Man Ancient to kind of challenge the Eternal Guard. Yeah. His Highborn in there. Um, and then I kind of moved up another Tree Man and started Strangle Rootin' <laughs> some Tree Kin. At close range. I just fucking strangle pooted. <laughs> Magic phase, I don't get anything off. Shooting, I actually get some close range shots on Treekin. Yeah. End up doing... Strength 4 is decent against Toughness 5. Do you end up doing 4 wounds? Saves 2 of them with everything. And so it's, but it's double, so it goes to 4 wounds, so it drops a Treekin. The strangle root ends up dropping another one, so he's got 3. And um, going to combat phase... Between, I got two strength four eagle attacks, three strength six from the rider. Put them yeah. all on the BSB. He's got a two up with one reroll. He's got like a luck stone or something like that. Uh, the eagle does one wound, uh, and then you had to burn his reroll. And then the, the fucking rider went and chopped him down and killed his BSB. <laughs> so that was pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, when combat, he's whatever, steadfast, and he turns the face next turn. The next turn. The Eagle Rider, I got four up armor, three up ward against non-magic. So the Glagar can't really touch him or do shit. Sure. Kill three or four. He's steadfast. Botches his steadfast check. He's only got one try at it. Flee. The Eagle runs him down. The level four is with him. So that can rip his magic. So that's fucking huge there. Yeah. Otherwise, the Eternal Guard went into the Tree Man Ancient. Uh, he ended up in a challenge. I'm not sure. He... I'm not sure what his idea was because we both had annoyance hitting on sixes, but the tree man has a thunder stomp. He don't got to roll to hit with that, <laughs> right? So I ended up killing the the, the hero high bar <laughs> with the thunder stomp. It's a fucking slippery eel move right there. <laughs> so the high, the so the eternal guard are still steadfast. They're two or three ranks, so they eventually get killed by that tree man and some dryads in the flank. Yeah, the three man uh, tree kin unity's got kind of goes into the building, tries to kill some dryads I put in there. And they're exposing their flank to a tree man when they bounce off. Tree man goes in, he's got a flank, got a charge, does a couple wounds, chases them <laughs> down. So at this point, he had one other unit of five tree can. He wanted to call it, but I'm like, well, you, you, can, you get points for getting in the building. You have this unit that all that's stopping these tree can from the building is the one tree man. Yeah. And we've been talking, but... And you thought that you that you thought that the tree king could kill a tree man straight up. Yeah. So like fucking bring it in. <laughs> when you end up coming in, doing two wounds, I do two wounds back, hold. Ended up doing three or four wounds, 
and he is steadfast. I, I went combat. He's steadfast on an eight, fails it. Treatment runs him down. Yikes! But we figured it out statistically. Like it's about two wounds, fifteen tree kin, fifteen tree kin attacks does two wounds to a tree man. About yeah, and a tree man does about two wounds to a tree kin. So it's about even even odds. So it come down to some magic, or if the tree kin can keep grinding down the tree man. Yeah, because he's gonna lose his <laughs> wounds first. Right. Um, but and then after some <clears throat> tree kin broke, well, that was pretty much it. The eagle rider went on to kill the wild riders. Was coming around to get the other glade guard unit. <laughs> so you went fucking five and oh yeah five oh big raj <laughs> got the building first nice. hold on to it pulled her out all right cool the first time i've ever uh, gone five, five and oh. oh yeah have you you got four and a draw yeah i went four and a draw but i don't know that i've gone five and oh it's, I don't remember. It's pretty. It's pretty tough. Well, I don't know if I've ever won any two-day tourneys, and if I went five and zero, oh, I probably would have won. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's fucking talk results, dude. Yeah. First off, I won the fifty-fifty raffle. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest award. Of the yeah. Weekend. I won the fucking hundred bucks in fifty-fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fucking solid work. Mr. Joe Rogers here took best overall. Yeah. He had 101 points. I was tied for second place with 92 points, so we were nine Mr. down. Benaric. Yeah, with Dave Benaric, who you played in the last round there, the Woody Wood Elves. And the difference between us was we were down 10 battle points on you, but we right. both had one additional comp point, so we were both down on you nine points. I took player's choice there. Uh, Greg Dupuy took best sport. Best yeah. sports. Fella. Yeah. Uh, Rick Fisher took Even best general. The- so sports can be tied to your army if you take a double A-bomb list. Yeah, that's kind of funny. You know, <laughs> where I'm putting my little fingers in parentheses or whatever. Yeah. Worst <laughs> list. Well, oddly, he did better in comp than you did, and he had two A-bombs. So. Yeah, but I got a fluff bunny point. As well. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a good point. <laughs> Bring it back up. <laughs> so what other prizes? Uh, Rick Fisher had best general. Because Raj can't win both. <laughs> uh, Grant well, Fetter. He's this gaming guy that. Yeah. The, that you had played, the one that had all the Steve, toys. The other Wood Elf player won his last game, and he came in second best general. Was he. Oh, yeah. No. Where the fuck is he at on here? What's his he's last down, name? Grinwald? Down ways, yes. Yeah, so he was at 47. He came second best general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took third best general. Tied with Benaric. And I took second best appearance. I ended up with like several of those pieces several of paper. <laughs> <runner-ups>. <laughs> uh, Grant Fetter took Rookie of the Year. That was his first time turning up, and he scored well in whatever way the criteria was. <laughs> yeah. That was our first time being to that one, yeah. too. But um, Joe Sloboda took the Fluffy Bunny Award. It's Tomb Kings. Tomb Kings. And then Brian McMillan took best appearance with a pretty sweet-looking Orc nice. Army. Yeah. So... So he won uh, best appearance at, or player's choice, one of those at Wapaka. Yeah, sure. This last year with his Bretonians. So he, he's got an orc army. So they look pretty good. Yeah. It's different style. They look pretty than cool. what we do, but um, definitely cool. Overall, it was a fucking great event, dude. All my games were really good. Yeah, what did you think of the bunker? I liked it, dude. I thought the venue was really cool. I liked the fact that when you're on a table, you had extra space, usually on both sides. Like so there's plenty of room yeah. to put your shit. Like, my army board wasn't fucking totally yeah, train was out fun. of place. Yeah, the train boards, was good. The scenarios were nice. Um, you had an objective, but it wasn't a make or break. It was cool to see hundreds of fucking painted armies in all the cases there. Yeah. I've never seen any of that kind of shit before. I've been to G-Dub stores, but cool. that one was like two really or three times chill. the size. Yeah. Chill on Sunday and then like just a madhouse in there on Saturday. Yeah. 
definitely probably wouldn't be our scene even if we lived in the area. Yeah, but it, I mean, it'd be cool to go there once in a while. Yeah, it's nice to sure. see someone that stocks multiple of everything. They have everything you want. Except the except I wanted a fire belly. They didn't have any fire bellies. They wanted a dark elf plastic sorceress. Then they didn't have that. So, but it was cool. Okay. I don't I don't enjoy the conversation where they always hit you up with like the cookie cutter comments yeah. about so what do you collect? We uh what are you, you need, working on? Need anything else for your collection there? Maybe a nice uh ogre butcher model. <laughs> it's like, "Nah, dude, I'm cool. You need, maybe you need some paints to finish something up." And like dude's literally said that to me on multiple occasions. I'm like, "No, dude. My you see my army out there. I think I got the fucking paint piece covered here." But no, nah, I mean they were still nice and all. They did try to push the Dreadfleet thing on us about fish. They would have had some Dreadfleet models there. Yeah, I would like to see him too. I would like to see him. If they would've were there, I probably would have bought it. Whoa, that's what I was going to cool. ask. If it was like a real, if they made it a real game where you could buy fleets and stuff like that, right. I probably would pick it up. Sure. That would probably be really fun because we have fun with BFG. Yeah, totally. We're not too big into the 40K. So if we could do a fantasy style, that'd, yeah, be, cool. that'd be pretty badass. Uh, um, what so, else? any kind of lessons learned with your list? <clears throat> I think that list is a fucking super solid build, barring my dice completely abandoning me. That is, yeah, that list is a super sweet spot, twenty four hundred points. You can check out exactly what it what it is on the wildherd.com in the list section um, under Core Comp two thousand eleven. But God, I I mean, I'm really happy with it. I to be honest, I'm kind of sick of playing it. It just feels like it's kind of gimmicky or cookie cutter or something. I wish that I had other shit painted or just a different army I could field, but for now, it fucking is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, until I want to commit to painting another unit of Bastigore or, or some other shit, that's what it fucking is going to be. So, okay. yeah. Um, Game-wise, I didn't really speak too much about the Harpies during the battle reports there, but the Harpies, fucking great. They're a fucking awesome choice because they're just always in everybody's way. Mm-hmm. People don't want them to fucking be... Unless there's a cocksucking anvil of doom out there. <laughs> D6 rank 4 hurts harpies. <laughs> but, okay. yeah, what about you? Um, yeah, I like I like the lid. I think it's effective. It kind of shows how um, your games can be heavily dependent on the matchups. Probably yeah. more luck was in the matchups than my games. I mean, I didn't really have any hardcore bad luck moments. I mean, and that's pretty much all you can ask for is to not... Right. To have even luck. To flub it. Yeah, don't flub like a four... 24 four attacks. Charge. Two kills. <laughs> uh, so I've played a lot. But I think I will. This is probably the last tournament with the, with the tree man. I uh-huh. was excited to play it again. I thought that was a fucking solid idea. Yeah. That's kind of proved it. Uh, <laughs> so I will be switching it up. Yeah. Some, some tree kin. Sure. Just for... Because the next two tournaments are 2200, so it's kind of impossible to recreate the list and right. the point level. <laughs> well, that's good, though. I'm kind of glad that the next couple tournaments mix it up because yeah, that's fine. it's time for a change. Um, I think I overall had too many Dryad units. <laughs> I had three units of eight. I think I gave away with two units of eight. Yeah. Because I always had one. They have a really big footprint, mm-hmm. and they kind of get in the way uh, of the shit. So if I'm adding two Treekin units now, I'm probably going to go two units of five. I might try three units of three like Steve did. Yeah. Because um, I read his battle parts on the woodelf, org, and it looked like most of his victories were from somebody 
seriously underestimating what it took to kill the three tree kings. Do you think there's just three of them that you could yeah. fucking charge Will it and pop down. through of them? Yeah. And invariably, there is some kind of line where, well, three turns later, he's still engaged with the tree king. And, <laughs> and they're tough the as shit. The second unit of tree king came in or something, you know, came in on the flank. So I think that's very b- a, vi- a viable, viable option. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Well, if it doesn't work, you can always switch do. it up too, you know. Yeah, so. so I might try one for Oktoberfest and then the other maybe for Northstar. Sure. Okay. And then I think in I might try beasts. I'm not sure. Or beasts for for the lore of magic. Just taking a level four. My one worry is you only got one wild form. So if they stop the wild form, the other spells aren't really that great. Because you need. Well, there's one that's characters. a minus one to hit. I think. Yeah, that one's good. That for one's huge. Units, but yeah. the other ones. I mean, the Amber Spear is good for for large targets and that, that kind of thing. But the other two are characters only. Right, like I don't. They're worthless. So I'd have to shit, come up yeah. with some. You almost have to add a couple of branch rates or something just for someone to be a recipient of the spell to get. Right, because you're gonna. Because <laughs> you're gonna. If you don't roll want it. it, you're gonna end up with two of those guaranteed. <laughs> and then for the big spell, you, to use it, you got to throw your wizard into combat. So I'm thinking about ways. Yeah. Some, some kind of magic kick because previously she only ever had a dispel scroll. Sure. With the Dogs of War, I only ever took a dispel scroll. I never took a ward save or anything else. So yeah. I want to take a look at the Wood Elf Armory and see see what mm. items there might work out the best. Let's try yeah. and get some use out of this spell if I want to go beast. Right. Um, All right. But overall, it's pretty good. I'm definitely. I came back uh, Monday. I was already working on the Treekin models. I don't have much time for. Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up fucking uber quick, actually. Two weeks. Ain't doing shit. Other than writing a list. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't doing shit, bro. <laughs> Motherfucker. So, for, yeah, for Oktoberfest, I still might take one tree man. I don't like taking just one big thing, because it's kind of a missile magnet. Yeah. But just for getting the models done, it might be some kind of tree-kin, tree-man hybrid type of army. Sure. So... Overall, pretty pretty good. Pretty pleased with how it worked. Um, yeah, well, that's good. It seems like we're both pretty happy with where we're at list wise. Yeah, but I'm already thinking about losing men. Yeah, it's kind of like what you. It's kind of once they do the tree can, it kind of out of gas. Like you can't really do any more variations besides that. So I might oh, be switching to lizard men and then eternal guard or some kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I would think a lizard. If I work on some lizard men and complete a lizard man army, I'll go to a tournament with the lizard men. And then I'll come back. I'll do an Eternal Guard unit. Yeah. What else again? And then kind of leapfrog back and forth maybe between them just to keep it fresh, you know? Sure. I've been uh, considering painting up the old Anvil of Doom. Get some games in with that. So you get into a pinch. You go balls out. Strike a Mighty Rune on a four up. You fucking rock it out three units. (laughs) (laughs) Bet you fucking crazy, bro. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I really liked the way that played. I think one of the coolest parts of the tournament for me was seeing that in action. And mm-hmm. um, I've heard you talk disparagingly of this kit for many years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. That <laughs> uh, just seems to me like another gimmick, but dwarves could use some shit like that. So <laughs> Maybe a dwarf needs a gimmick once in a while. The reason I don't enjoy playing dwarves as much as I enjoy beasts is because the dwarves are so static. Now you start being able to move dudes during the shooting phase. You ain't that static anymore. <laughs> Guess what, brah? <laughs> Coming ain't at you. Static, ya. fella. I got a fucking horde of 40 dwizzos. It's going to hit you in the flank. You could do... Or they just rock it out. Because you move six in the move phase. 
Now you can declare a charge a in the shooting phase. Whatever, yeah. So if that, I mean, that's potentially like 15, 24 16. inches. Yeah. My man, yeah, it's 24. No, it's not. It's 15, 21 inches potentially. Realistically, you're like a 16. 16 inches is a 7, I think. Right. Which is still... Seven. You give them first turn, and you fucking get your horde up there. Get the Strahler's room, bro. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Everybody starts with fucking D6. <laughs> Strollers, stolen in. Strahler back, rude. <laughs> nice. All right, anyways. So, that was a good time. Thanks again time. to... Thanks, Alex. Alex for doing it. Gonzalez. Alex's girlfriend. Putting up helping out. Shenanigans. Yeah. McClure. Props once again. Some fucking mad dirty props to yeah, me. Yeah, Clear gets fucking number one favorite guy. Robert Elmer gets stinkiest butt award from the attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the smelliest farts. This side of Stevens Point. <laughs> or HBD that side of Stevens Point. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's got to be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Fuck it. Let's get let's get this over with then. Okay. We've been going too long. Way too on, All right. way too on topic. Yeah. <laughs> Suck my robot balls. <laughs> Suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wish I could have changed mine. Uh, after I heard mine, we can mine, do it again. Like, do it again, Chad. This is your okay. second chance at life. It's my my. <laughs> you fucked it up the first time. This you don't is... always get a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chad Hanson with bar room here. Oh, there. See, I already fucked it up. <laughs> Try it again. It's Chad Hanson with the bar room heroes. Ah, now you talked over me. God damn it. <laughs> do it again. All right. Chad Hansu with the Barroom Heroes inviting you to suck. <laughs> you gotta do it again. <laughs> <laughs>